listeners, I mean, if there's movies that you have to watch every every holiday, every certain time of year, mm-hmm. like spring, I probably pop on a couple of baseball movies. I start watching some golf movies. July 4th, always got to watch Jaws. <clears throat> planes, Cri- trains, and automobiles. Planes, trains, and automobiles for Thanksgiving. You have uh, Passion of the Christ for Easter mm-hmm. every year. Watch <clears throat> it without fail. Uh, my daughters cry whenever yeah. I put it on, especially when they start ripping out the skin. Skin, it's very graphic. And uh, I was like, you show some goddamn respect when you're watching this movie. Um, <laughs> it's, it's very the, serious. Uh, <laughs> it's very serious. <laughs> oh, found all your Easter eggs. Now it's time to watch it. <laughs> Let's go. Let's watch the torture of a human being. <laughs> Welcome to A Cast With No Name. We are your hosts. I'm Jay. And I'm Matt. <clears throat> Excuse me. Jesus. It's all that pollen. Uh, well, cut that out. We'll record another one. Uh, <laughs> this is episode 12, Tuesday, July 5th, 2022. This episode, we will be discussing Stranger Things 4. We will also be discussing the best 4th of July movie, recently watched items, and hit on a little bit of news. Uh, but first, don't forget to visit our new website, acastwithnoname.com, where you can comment on episodes and write to our email, contact.acastwithnoname at gmail.com. And kick things off, a trailer got released last week, uh, Hocus Pocus 2. Are you a fan of Hocus Pocus 1? Yes. and But I think it's mainly because you grow up watching it. Yeah. And it's... Just one of those things. It's a comfort film that you. It's one of those staples. Yeah. And yep. We watch it every Halloween. Um, you can watch it with your kids. It's a good movie. Yeah. And uh, back when I think Disney made better live action movies, I th- they went on a run there where they had like, uh, remember uh, The Adventures of Tom and Huck? And mm-hmm. um, I think they made like The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Yeah. They had and like then Iron Tom Will. Huck. Um, yeah, and yeah, the uh, like the newsies <laughs> they they made a lot of live action stuff. Yeah, and they're live action too. I mean, looking back on it, I mean, there's jokes they probably wouldn't put into a current live action movie for kids. No. Um, if was it the Rocketeer a Disney movie? Yes. Yep. Yeah, it was. There you go. Buena Vista Home Video. So I think James Bond was in it, right? Uh, yeah, Timothy Dalton. <laughs> fucking man he's so fucking english oh god that guy he's i'll watch anything timothy dalton's on he's even the beautician and the beast (laughs) i take that back (laughs) you ever seen that oh no i haven't but (laughs) i'm sure he's still good in it i mean i've he did i guess he had to do what he had to do yeah i there hasn't been one thing i've seen timothy dalton into where i'm like god he sucked it's It's true he always brings his a game on stuff yeah um yeah uh what'd you think of the trailer um i mean i didn't really think much of it uh, i mean i'm am i i'll watch it of course but i'm not really uh it's probably just gonna be the same old stuff i don't know uh if they're bringing back thor birch i can't even remember her character's name in the movie yeah sam yeah sam uh i don't even know if she acts anymore I don't think Did? so. But what's the what's the, the 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 boy's name in it? What's his name? Some it was some dumb name. Max. <laughs> no. <laughs> now I'm, I'm thinking of the other guy. Who's the Oh, Thackeray? Thackeray. Thank Thackeray. you. Thackeray. <laughs> it's like a branch. <laughs> Let's name him after a branch. <laughs> yes. 
Um, yeah, I mean, they have a black cat, which the black cat has to be somebody else. Can't be Thackeray Banks oh, because he went off to yeah, he went off and to La heaven. La, yeah, to heaven. Yeah. I was gonna say La La Land, but yeah, I guess <laughs> I guess it was heaven they went to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, who were the? I saw them light the black flame candle again, but it was what three girls? Yeah, and it looked like they were doing a spell to light the candle, as opposed to actually lighting the candle. Uh, um, which I think is kind of. I mean, it's nice that they didn't do the virgin thing again. The virgin thing again, and having the same kind. Of, they could easily just phoned it in, yeah. had the same kind of storyline, just different characters, and um, this just based on the teaser, it looks a little bit different than. Mm -hmm um the first movie um i think the uh actresses that played the sanderson sister bet midler looks exactly the same yeah um of course i think they kind of aged her up mm -hmm. when they made the first movie um but i think all three of them look look good still in their roles yeah. and everything yeah. else so looks like it but yeah i mean it looks like it'll be fun yeah um i don't know <clears throat> it'll just be interesting to see how it is with a sequel that's come out one so far past the original movie, but it it's slightly different than what Top Gun had to do because mm -hmm. Top Gun appealed to adults with the first movie. This one appealed more to kids and the people that really, I think, got, uh, I guess, the momentum going and doing petitions for this movie and everything else were all adults and they're all looking back at this movie as a somewhat fond memory i mean i think oh, yeah. i think everyone knows that the movie's a little goofy it's not i mean it's not i don't know a perfect movie by any means and it's no. um it's got some funny parts in it but it's got like people kind of like it not ironically but they realize how it's, it's not a good movie i mean it's still fun to watch but um how it's not a cinematic masterpiece is what no, i'm saying not by any but, stretch <clears throat> Uh, the guy who directed it, Kenny Ortega, you know, he was Michael Jackson's choreographer for like his music videos. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That, that's why, you know, when they do the whole dance number in the in the town hall or whatever, that's all mm -hmm. Kenny Ortega. Um, what was I going to say about this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like you said, you grew up with it when you were when you were a kid. And um, I think they're releasing it like the perfect time because everyone who watched it growing up has kids now. Mm hmm. And uh, there's not really a market for family-friendly Halloween movies. Yeah, yeah, they're usually it's like on I the other end of the spectrum. Can you think of another family-friendly Halloween theme movie? Hubie Halloween. <laughs> I can't, I couldn't. I could. That's the only thing I could think of. Uh, I couldn't off the top watch of my it. Head. <clears throat> couldn't you cut it? I got like an hour in. I was like, I'm not. I'm, I, I didn't mind. Watch, I thought it was fine. This. Uh, so dumb. Because I think the wife and I watched it uh i don't know whenever it came out and we're like well you want to watch this and it's mm -hmm. stupid yeah. but um it was uh i don't know i thought it was entertaining enough for what it is it's just a stupid family halloween movie yeah. um it kind of reminded me something that disney would have put out back in the 90s um yeah just a little bit more adam sandler maybe goosebumps the... that's kind of yeah. family friendly yeah but yeah, we'll watch. Uh, I mean, I know we'll watch it when it comes out. And yeah, I mean, and it wasn't very long. It was like a minute trailer, mm -hmm. so it didn't really give it much much backstory. But you don't really need. Yeah, the that. people who want to watch that, all you have it. to do is just throw up a title card, and people are gonna yeah, watch yeah. it. So for sure, I'm surprised that it's just going straight to streaming. Yeah, and they're not doing just a small release to theaters because I think that was one of the things I noticed online is people were commenting like, "How is this not getting released to theaters?" 
I know me and all my friends would definitely go see it Halloween night. Oh, yeah. So I'm, you could even do it beginning of October. Yeah. Just have an October yeah. release or something. And I mean, maybe are they confident in it? Maybe. Who knows? Yeah. Mm. Well, I know that who's, I think Annie Fletcher is directing it and she did uh, the proposal, which I like that movie. Yeah. That movie's pretty funny. Um, I think she did like the intern. A lot of, a lot of other like rom-com movies. Um, it's not Kenny Ortega coming back, so I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. A uh, little bit in the news, uh, at least today or yesterday, uh, is revealed, uh, I think through Variety or something or one of the two, but James Cameron was interviewed and he stated that he may be handing off Avatar 4 and 5 to a different director, mm. handing the reins off to somebody else after uh, two and three. Um, I read the article and I read more of his quote and what more of his quote was. I would love to do the fourth movie. But it because I, I guess he said like that part of the story is what he's really into and he, he would like to do it. He's like two and three are already in the can, but I may be handing this off to somebody else, which <clears throat> since Disney now owns Avatar, Fox was the one that greenlit all five uh, movies yeah. or all the four new sequels. So I, I think it's more of a Disney saying we'll see how two and three perform and then we'll decide if we're actually going to green light four and five yeah. because uh two and three he filmed back to back so that's already done yep. they're in post-production right now yep. and so disney i'm sure is like well we'll release them um in oh, case it flops yeah and in case it flops we're not going to guarantee you do four and five right um we gotta get jj abrams in here yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah get contract. him to fucking sew it up he's, <laughs> he's known for endings yeah the, uh, but yeah i i saw that i that was where my mind went. However, I mean, I can see them doing that with Colin Trevorrow with the Jurassic World. Mm -hmm. I I mean, Disney's huge. They could probably do that to James Cameron, but I feel like James Cameron is like... I, I would the, think so. At the point where he get. I mean... Well, he's 67. Well, his age, but I'm just talking about like his status as a filmmaker. Yeah. To where... Um, I think like he's past that to where like Disney would be like, oh yeah, make another one kind of a thing. But, mm -hmm. um, maybe they're hedging their bets. Maybe it's just, maybe he's getting older and he realized, shit, I've been doing this for close to 20 years now and I maybe want to do something else. That could be it too. But. Yeah. It could be that he doesn't even want to deal with the studio. Good. Nonsense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how. There's no way that those two movies aren't going to make a shit ton of money. I'm predicting the at least a sequel because people are going to be so pumped to see it. It's going to make a, a lot of money. Yeah the the runtime for that I guess is over three hours. Oh goodness, that's sweet sweet <laughs> runtime. Awesome. The uh, well as long as it's entertaining. That's right. If it's I uh, guarantee you it's going to be entertaining. Yeah. yeah. But if it's uh, there's no way it's self indulgent, preachy piece of shit. Then yeah, you know, that'll be a long fucking three hours. <laughs> it will be. I don't. I don't. I. I don't think it will be though. So. Yeah, he's pretty good, I think. But yeah, well, I, I'm interested to see what the actual conversation was. I mean, it could have just been him being, I don't know if I want to keep doing this for the next 
eight years, six years. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to do something else. Does he plan on it going that long then? Well, the, between, <clears throat> I guess the break between wrapping up the third one and then going to start pre-production on four and five. So from my understanding, because I hung at, I hang out with Jim all the time. Oh yeah. Is uh, have coffee together. He's very hands-on and I don't see him handing off post-production to somebody for part three. So he could start shooting part four. Mm, um okay so and if they're wrapping up i mean he's probably balls deep in post-production with those two movies right now to where he's then he has to do interviews he has to do all that crap and then the the press tour um i mean i could easily see it taking another four or five years to complete the project which at that point he'll be early to mid 70s and how many projects does he have so well i Here's what I predict. This, the second one's going to come out in December and shatter records. It's going to make $500 million by the second week in January, and they're going to greenlit green light four and five. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. See that market? Note it. Yeah. Uh, listeners, make a it. note. If it doesn't happen, <laughs> email us and, uh, and uh, say how he was wrong. It's it fine. A- they got the coveted uh, Christmas release date. Yep. I think they actually shifted. Uh, well, back when Disney was going to be releasing Star Wars um, and before they bought Fox, I think the original release dates, I want to say, I, awesome of me for doing research that I didn't do. Um, I think they had Star Wars and Avatar released on the same year. And I think Disney pushed back star wars mm. or something like that because they didn't want to compete with avatar but uh, yeah. i could be misremembering that but yeah we'll see um hopefully it's just james cameron being tired of it and wants to move on to something else because i'd like to see him do something else i would too before he retires if he retires yeah something else something so, original yep yeah can i just make a quick comment on the box office i no. was reading this nope we're i was reading on. this article <laughs> shut your mouth you're gonna listen to me I was reading this article about uh, how, you know, people are going back to the movies this summer. Obviously, you know, Top Gun and Jurassic Park, they're making pretty good money, pretty decent money. And this article, it, it wanted to stick with this, like people are coming back to the movies. You know, it's the highest grossing movie since uh, of the COVID pandemic era. I, I just want to say for the record, I think that's over with. The article was misleading because they compared it to 2019's box office receipts, how it was down 25% from the pre- COVID year 2019. Mm-hmm. So what movie came out in April of 2019? Do you remember, Jay? I don't remember. A year ago, let alone two, yeah. 2019. Enlighten me. What is it? Uh, the little movie called Avengers Endgame. Oh. That made a little bit. Yeah. Why don't you just compare it to 2018 or 17? <laughs> Any other year besides <laughs> the biggest movie ever to come out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which, of course, every year. I mean, at that point, Marvel was coming out with two movies a year. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, I, guys, I think it's stats. You can have stats do say do and say whatever you want them to say. <clears throat> so do you think? I think it's back. I think movies movies are back. are back. Oh yeah, yeah. I think so. As long as they're movies, obviously people want to see. I oh, mean, yeah. that's like such a no shit comment. But then you get turds being released in theaters, and they're like, oh, well, it's not making a lot of money, and when they don't want to realize their own mistakes with production, whether that be light year, because I remember seeing some light years like, Oh, 
uh, our spinoffs dead because Lightyear didn't make any money? Does this mean Minions isn't going to perform and Minions end up making what, like a hundred million? It broke the July Fourth record. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I think I think it just goes back to doing a good story exactly. and targeting the audience you're yeah. trying to get in the first place. I guess place. that was my, I guess that's the bigger point I'm trying to make here is uh, when you read articles, you know, why didn't people go see this movie? Are they still afraid to go to the theaters because of COVID? Um, that, that shit's out the window. Yeah. People are want to see good stuff. They're, they'll go see it if you make it. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah. I mean, people are traveling somewhat now, mm-hmm. but I mean, yeah, I think all that, the fear stuff is gone. I don't, I don't think about it anymore yeah i don't i don't don't know know anyone who really does think about it anymore the only time i think about is when i hear someone oh so-and-so has covid oh that's still a thing yeah like that's still going on get some rest um but i don't know maybe in major cities they uh still a concern who who knows but um thor 11 thunder is gonna make a shit ton of money next weekend yeah 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 oh yeah yeah yep uh the boys you've been watching that I have. Season three. Yep. We, uh, I think we have, uh, as of this recording, we have one episode left. Um, that gets released Friday. What yeah. do you think of the season so far? I think it's great. I like, the, I like it more than the second season. Yeah. I, I can't really, I mean, because it was so long since the boys, I feel like when did season two come out? Was that 2020? 2020. Yeah. So, yep. It's been about two years. I didn't rewatch it. Mm. Um, so, I, I mean, it was such a long time. We had to watch a recap, um, several recaps, just to, because I think the one they played in front of the boys was uh, a little minimal, but um, we couldn't really remember what happened in season two. Um, but then, obviously, yeah, yeah brought it back. Well, but yeah, season two is about uh, Homelander, uh, Butcher's wife, Homelander, mm-hmm. Homelander's kid, and then yep. Stormfront wanted to... Girls get it done, that whole campaign, yeah. which I thought was... <laughs> Yeah. Nice commentary on the end game. Yeah. Uh, Marvel end game shit. And yeah. Uh, Stormfront, uh, r- Rise of the Nazi Army mm-hmm. <laughs> in the Aryan race. Yeah. <clears throat> One thing I do wish that they did include in this season, Jay, that I, I thought they were going to dive into, but they didn't, was Edgar. A little bit more backstory on Edgar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did a little bit in, uh, Nic- was it Nicaragua? A little bit. Um, but uh but yeah you were thinking they were gonna get more like i don't understand why he has all this power over these i think he had the power because he had a daughter that could explode your skull and he knew that could be it and to where he had that could be um but plus i mean i think they they talk about it a little bit more this season at least homelander does to where he says perception or popularity is everything in this business. Mm-hmm. And that's where he realized that he had to stay in line because if Vought went against him and made him unpopular, that's all he had. And um, and then he talks about it with himself in the mirror to where you want people to love you. And that's what kept him in line. And I think Edgar knowing that is probably what mainly gave him his power. Mm. Um, because now that there's a new CEO in place, she has no power over Homelander because she doesn't know how to deal with them. Yeah. And so you have, I mean, I think the way they went around answering that, I thought was, thought was pretty good. I like the backstory on uh, black noir. I do too. Um, Did you like the animation set piece <laughs> as he was coping with his feelings? Like I, I was trying to understand 
why like does he have ptsd does he i mean is he schizophrenic and mm-hmm. is he like does he have some kind of mental disorder to where that that's causing those hallucinations yeah. did he have drugs in the past that are causing those hallucinations um i mean did something happen or whatever maybe it's just the way he imagines things or remembering stuff but um is it kind of is it try, is he trying to ease the pain of painful memories by having cartoon characters relive them that's a good is point his way of coping with it possibly yeah, I mean, or yeah. or is it a way an excuse for the uh, showrunners to violently attack and beat the shit out of cartoon characters? <laughs> Jesus Christ! They, they had extra money in the budget that yeah. they wanted to. Um, yeah, just mercilessly. See, I mean, and that maybe that's a way of coping with it, but I don't know enough about his character previously to where he didn't seem like a child. No, like didn't. I feel like that's something what a child would do. Yes, and um with maybe maybe that's where he's at mentally right now because with the cartoon characters uh soldier boy just pummeled him or mm-hmm. would like had have his face like dismantled or whatever <laughs> um so i don't know if that's where he's at mentally now um and that's why he thinks of the cartoon characters but i guess yeah i didn't have enough backstory but from what i saw in the flashback he didn't no he seemed childlike at all he looked like he was he i mean he wanted the the beverly hills cop movie he wanted um he reminded me of a train a little bit yeah i mean he well he he had aspirations he wanted to move up he wanted to have more of a central role Mm -hmm. um and yeah just having those cartoon characters i don't know if it's explained more in the comic book um i haven't read it but uh i love the episode where homelander butcher and soldier boy fight yeah. You get that feeling that he's vulnerable finally. And Huey. Huey oh, yeah, that's right. right. Huey. I forgot. That's right. <laughs> he had a part. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which and I don't understand about that. Like, what? He teleports, but is he strong as well? He's like holding Homelander down. So, like, is he strong? I think he has increased strength because okay. in the first season, when I think it was the Invisible Man or whatever his name was, Translucent. They, Translucent. They had to. Uh, they were trying to kill him and they couldn't puncture his skin mm-hmm. even though he was invisible and so then they had to insert the bomb up his ass or whatever yeah. they did and um so i think all supers just have they're just stronger and they're not bulletproof but i mean they're probably just more resilient than right. normal people obviously but mm-hmm. um but yeah cuz i mean i think when he after he wasn't on v he was like trying to pick up something and it wasn't like he wasn't able to do it. I forget what item he was trying to pick. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, that's Soldier right. Boy Shield. I remember that. Um, and he kind of kind of lifted it all. Um, so yeah, maybe a little bit in- increased strength across the board right. for people. What are your thoughts on the uh, increasing octopus cunnilingus scenes in this season? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I <laughs> I think they're just putting those in there to making you sure that the deep doesn't change. Um, <laughs> And which I, <laughs> I don't know, part of me thinks it's just in there just for comic relief. Oh, yeah. Because, I sure. mean, I don't think they really know what because that guy is a. He's a Joker character mm-hmm. like he's he he tried he takes himself way too serial seriously and no one takes him seriously because they know how he is. Right. Um, Ironically, he's called the deep. But yeah. He's about as shallow, shallow as a kiddie pool. Yeah. yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> 
But yeah, I, I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, Nicole was like, "Why do they always have that octopus sucking his dick every episode?" <laughs> well, I, I like the uh, the little warnings in the beginning. And oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like obviously, we know the importance of consensual, consensual re- sexual relationships, whether that be through other people, between people, or between animals and people. And also, we just want to let you know this costs us a crap ton of money to actually make it look real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, good on them for going there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not mad at it. Yeah. Well, Definitely I mean, the opening the opening scene of uh, season three, you have the giant dong coming out and the guy going up and then splitting them in half on that, which I, I don't know if That's that was right. like a commentary on uh, Ant-Man going up Thanos' ass because oh, yeah. that was one of the theories is like oh just send Ant-Man up his butt and have him enlarge and split him open from the inside oh, that's right so I completely forgot about that scene yeah <laughs> yeah Jeez. but um I I, uh, I like that about that show just the random things yeah between people with superpowers that could actually happen that I mean it's so fucked up and weird but um it's, it's still creative. it's still enjoyable to see yeah like on film or television or whatever it's just like because you're not you're never going to see that in a dc or marvel movie but yeah um but just those random ideas of people getting killed or in weird ways um either by accident or whatever so. yeah i i liked uh butchers the past episode butchers uh when uh God, what was that superhero mind hunter mind mother mind oh, is uh, anyway he trapped yeah. he trapped butcher in like his nightmare mm-hmm. and then given butcher his backstory that was really well done i like that a lot yep um i think watching that i enjoyed seeing that that background um except it made me like butcher less mm. seeing that because he hasn't changed he knows that he hasn't his his regrets like he that's immediately where his mind went is to that um reliving that over and over and in his mind he's like oh oh i'm like i'm so sorry oh don't listen like oh i should have stayed blah 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 immediately just reneges on that once he wakes up yeah and i was like you don't change you're just a you're kind of you're just a piece of shit and um i i mean this season i don't I don't even know if we're supposed to be rooting for Huey and uh, Butcher. Butcher. No, I think you're supposed to be rooting for Starlight at this point. Yeah, and MM and yeah, uh, Frenchie and uh, Kumiko and mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean Butcher. I really started disliking on that episode, and I was like, oh, you. So you have regrets. You understand what you did was wrong and you're not doing anything to correct yeah. that. Um, that's because everyone does something wrong. I don't care about that. It's you apparently learn from it and you still don't change, which some people do that. But um, I think they're building it up because he's going to realize it. And I think he'll sacrifice himself to save probably Huey or somebody. Not, maybe not this season, but next, next season. season or something. Yeah. Yeah. The. Um, yeah, because I mean the way Butcher's going now, I mean he's very close to becoming a villain. Oh, he is. Um, yeah. And to where maybe that's the big bad for season five is maybe all three of them, Soldier Boy and <laughs> so say so, Soldier Boy, you, <laughs> um, you, and uh, Homelander. Um, but I don't know. I like uh, what's up with Paul Reiser. 
He's in like Stranger Things and this. Yeah, I read an article that he had, <laughs> his kids convinced him, had to convince him to do the boys. And oh, he didn't want to do it? Well, because he read the script, watched the show, and he's like, this is gross. This is, oh. and then his kids were like, it's like that on purpose. It's right, it's satire. Um, yeah. And so I guess he had to be uh, convinced a little bit to join that. But um, yeah, he's pretty good in it. I think uh, it's the key to success. You just have Paul Reiser on your show and it's going to be a, there you go. a smash hit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the uh, guy who played Cliff in uh, Cheers. They have him in all the Pixar movies. <laughs> That's right. It's their lucky charm. Yeah. John uh, Ratzenberger. Yeah. Ratzenberger. Yeah. Um, but what do you, uh, what'd you think of the soldier boy and Homelander? I kind of saw that coming Yeah, a little bit. It made, it made sense to me. Um, yeah. It's kind of like, uh, his worst nightmare because he thought that he was, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like the immaculate conception just came out of nowhere when he was kind of processed like everybody else. Yeah. The, uh, how would you feel if Stormfront came out as his mother? <laughs> That's good. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Cause she was all about having sense. the master race. I know. And it makes sense to where it's fucking weirdos are like that because, uh, Homelander talked about harvesting, uh, Maeve's eggs. I know. To where they could have done the same thing with Stormfront, or Stormfront could have been a willing participant. I know, um, but that was good foreshadowing. By the way, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't even. We talked about harvesting her eggs, and then like ten minutes later, yep. damn it, should have picked it up. Um, but yeah, uh, I like the uh, brainwash a little bit of Winter Soldier in there. Yeah. Um, as far as every time he hears a Russian song, he goes nuts, yep. blacks out. Yeah. Um, the i like the i love the comment like the imagine singing uh the imagine song oh yeah, yeah, yeah making yeah. fun of uh <laughs> oh wonder woman gagada all the other everybody else doing the singing their <laughs> love song for while well, sitting in their mansions yeah. um we'll get through it everyone yeah. imagine i love how they're not even subtle about it they're just <laughs> yeah just took a shit on it yeah took a piss all over it but yeah excited i think they're yeah one episode left and uh, it'll be good. Yep. Oh, I don't oh. think Homelander is going to die or anything. No. I think uh, mm, you might be right. Now that I think about it. Butcher the main baddie. That and Stormfront is probably Homelander's mom. Maybe. Oh, God. I don't know. If I, <laughs> they have pretty good writing on that show. Usually, if I think of it, it's probably not going to happen, which is a good thing. I like being surprised, but um, yeah, it we'll is, see. It is good writing, for yeah. sure. I, I like that show a lot. Yeah, and I haven't read the comic book at all, um, so I don't know how close it resembles um, the actual show or what they change and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, overall, the season I've, liked butcher less and less and a little bit with huey too he's kind of getting i mean i don't know i don't know well his motivation was a train and a train kind of apologized Mm -hmm. so now he's kind of wrestling with why is he doing what he's doing he's just trying to make butcher happy yeah because butcher saved him a couple times and it feels like he owes him but at the i think that's mainly his main motivating force to make other people happy yeah I can see that. Maybe he wants to protect Starlight from Homelander. Maybe a little bit, but mm. I don't know. I don't know. They didn't really dive into the the three to five times you take temporary V, you could die. He was taking it over five times, so 
Yeah. Well, I mean, they already have the brain bleeding and yep. oozing out and everything, which what I think will, will end up happening is Huey, the other one of my theories, Huey ODs and he starts dying. And because the compound V that Starlight got, Kumiko, it was only one dose and there's still a giant bottle left. Mm. So I think Huey's probably going to OD. Starlight's going to inject him with comp- permanent compound V to heal him. Boom. Bingo. Yep. And then yep. it'll be a super. Um, yep. That, but, makes, uh, that makes sense. I can see that happening. Or um, Butcher giving him the permanent compound V. But Ooh, that could be... Jay, this is starting oh, to come oh, up. Oh, him, him saving his younger brother. It could be Butcher. You know, they only have enough permanent compound V for either Butcher or Huey, and Butcher takes it and gives it to Huey and Butcher. Butcher could die. Yeah, but at the same time, that's not that's it's it's a piss. He's still a shitty person because. But he gets like, redeemed. No, he doesn't. Jay? No, he doesn't because he Saves learns. Huey. He learns that oh, three to five doses will kill you. Uh, hey butcher, find out anything new? Nah, mate. Let's go and uh, fucking shoot the shit up, cunt. And <laughs> right twat. Yeah, right twat. <laughs> and in it. And uh, yeah, didn't even tell him. They're like, hey, uh, yeah, we can't take this anymore because of this. Doesn't even say that. I was like, nope, we're fine. Let's go get some more. Like right after he learned that. So even if he saves him later, well, good job. It's like. Uh, like driving a car and you see somebody in the street and you speed up and then slam on your brakes and you only break their leg. You say, hey, I saved your life if I didn't slam on my brakes. Well, yeah, but you broke their leg in the first place. So it's... Yeah. So you're not a fan it's of it. Not, right? It's not a redemption at that point. It's okay. him trying to cover up his own ass, I think. But um, because if it was, if he really didn't want him to get hurt, he would have told him immediately. Yeah. But, he didn't so he didn't yeah we'll see one episode left um still entertaining still a good mm-hmm. good show um jim brewer oh yeah uh oh, wait hold on no it's 2022 okay yeah i was making sure it wasn't 95 um <laughs> so jim brewer yeah for those of you who don't know him he's the goat man from snl yeah. back in the day no i watched his new stand-up special somebody had to say it on youtube it's brilliant was it like hour long special? An hour. It's fantastic. It, it reminded me of like the first time I saw uh, Dave Chappelle killing them softly or uh, George Carlin jamming in New York. Mm-hmm. It's one of those like seminal stand up routines that are Eddie Murphy raw where you just you're like, oh, he's on to something here. He's like transcending something mm-hmm. he's, like caught on to something. I think it was just the perfect moment for it to come out. Everyone's kind of over, over COVID now. He just rails on that and it's fantastic. He does it not in a preachy kind of, he does it in his dream Jim Brewer way. Mm-hmm. And it's. So hilarious. does he still do, I mean, cause of his other stand up, he would do like a lot of voices and not yes. impersonations, but I guess characters as far as talking to himself. He, yes. Feigning like conversation or something. Yes. He does that still. Yeah. Cool. So COVID, yeah. any other topics? COVID, he does. He does the. Uh, he rails on just everyone being politically correct nowadays and the divide between left and right. Now he compares it to deflating a balloon. He does like the, you got us to deflate a little bit out of your out of your asshole every now and then. And then he just he's just he's so good at that sound effect. And he just, uh, so there's that. And then he he talks about uh you know when he dies he wants to 
be shot out of a cannon. And then he goes into this, you know, cause life's a celebration. I don't want to pay $15,000. I don't want my family to pay $15,000 for a casket. And then, you know, $20,000 in the funeral service, mm-hmm. just take that money, rent a cannon. Every, we'll go to the long Island state park. <laughs> you shoot me out of a cannon. <laughs> he, you know, he pretends to be shot out of a cannon. <laughs> he does the whole bit. Uh, God, what else is he talking about? Um, uh, Oh, his daughter. Yeah, because he's a dad now. Well, he what? He's still a dad, obviously, but his daughters are through college. He talks about like, um, I don't know what happened. It's like my my beautiful daughter. I took her off to college. Six weeks later, she comes home. I'm so excited for her to come back, you know. And, and right off the bat, it's like racist, sexist, sexist, racist, gender, gender, sexist, racist. All I said was good morning. <laughs> So he goes on a tangent on that for like 20 minutes. It's just, it's fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Um, I don't do it justice. He just, he knocks it out of the park. It's hilarious. Jim Brewer, somebody had to say it. YouTube for free. For free on YouTube. No ads. Ooh. It's so good. Oh, I can't listen to a song without watching two ads about either <laughs> hotels.com or yeah. Trivago or whatever. Something, the hell. whatever. Yeah. Somebody's peddling something. But yeah, it's, uh, it's already got like 800,000 views. So, I mean, the word is spreading. Good. Yeah. I'll You'll to, like it. I'll just check it out. I know you will. You'll like yeah. it a lot. I probably won't be doing that much at work tomorrow, so I'll just yeah. watch that. Because he doesn't dive into being overtly preachy. Mm-hmm. He's just painfully obvious, and his logic is yeah, like just anybody observational else. humor to yes. where everyone's aware of it. It's just, yes. yeah. It's just somebody had to say it. Oh. Wink, wink. Oh. Yeah. Just went from six to midnight I over know. here. Oh, dude, Jay, he does a great bit where uh, he grew, grew, grew up in a neighborhood in Long Island mm-hmm. next to an airport. He go, He's like, every three minutes, plane came down to land, and he, he goes over like, and everything had to be short sentences because <laughs> you didn't know when they were going to come out. Hey, Tom, we've got to go. Get your bike. we got to go. Why? I don't got time to explain. <laughs> <laughs> and he maintains that bit throughout the whole, uh, the whole, the whole special. It's great. That's good. Yeah. I'll definitely check it out. <laughs> um, well, uh, best Fourth of July movie. Um, I know most of our listeners will probably say Independence Day Resurgence. Um, some other is it Resurgence? I don't know. It Redemption? starts with an R. Re- regeneration. Resurrection. Uh, regurgitation. Reversible. Uh, Could be regurgitation. Oh, any one of those is better. The, uh, but, uh, you saw, and I'll lie. I'll say I saw, I didn't see it. I was yeah. going to, but I was too damn tired, too much time in the sun and oh, yeah. uh, running around. Uh, but Jaws. Yes. Which is, I mean, listeners, I mean, if you, there's movies that you have to watch every, every holiday, every certain time of year, mm-hmm. like spring, I probably pop on a couple of baseball movies. I start watching some golf movies. Um, July 4th, always got to watch Jaws, Halloween, E.T., as well as a slew other. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus, bunch of other Halloween movies. Um, <clears throat> planes, cri- trains, and automobiles. Planes, trains, and automobiles for Thanksgiving. You have uh, Passion of the Christ for Easter mm-hmm. every year. Watch it without fail. Uh, my daughters cry whenever yeah. I put it on, especially when they start ripping out the skin. Skin, it's very graphic. And uh, I was like, you show some goddamn respect when you're watching this movie, um, the, uh, it's very serious. 
Oh, found all your Easter eggs. Now it's time to watch. <laughs> Let's go. Let's watch the torture of a human being. Oh, um, he's our savior. But and then uh, <laughs> Christmas, uh, you have like Elf, Harry Potter, which some people uh, yeah. watch Harry Potter during Halloween. Is there a right or wrong time? Yeah, there is. The right time is Christmas because they're Christmas movies and they're not Halloween movies. If they're if you think Harry Potter is a Halloween movie, you're you're a psycho. That's right. They advertised it for what thirteen days of Halloween on ABC Family. They would have Harry Potter on there. That's right. Yeah, that's, that is weird. Yeah, uh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, they they assume witches, wizards. It's the laziest shit. There's a Christmas scene in every movie. In every movie, yeah. except. The seventh one. Yeah. Deathly Hollows part one. It's true. Wait. Sorry. Everyone except part two. Deathly Hollows part two. Because right. there was a Christmas. Uh, Makes sense. They're getting some, shit, some serious shit in part two. But yeah. But so anyway, so every 4th of July. <clears throat> you uh, watch Pas The Passion of the Christ with your, with your daughters. And yeah. Every 4th of July. <laughs> yes. <laughs> every you know, month. someone else didn't have independence. His name was Jesus. That's right. <laughs> They killed him. <laughs> he wanted to be king. Um, See what happens when you want to save everyone? <laughs> serves him right. It was just uh, it crossed the line. But uh, yeah, I said. But yeah, Jaws. Um, Some people might say Sandlot. There's a great Fourth, fourth of July. There's a great Fourth of July scene in Sandlot. I can see that. Usually, I see that in the spring. Um, but yeah. I mean, it's summer movie period. I mean, it's pretty. It's good. more of a summer movie. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, but Jaws. I would agree, Jaws though. Yeah. yeah, I just watched it like right before I came over. Yeah, I watched it with my son. Mm -hmm. Uh, he's six, going on seven, and he actually watched the whole thing with me. So I was pleasantly surprised. He scared it scared the shit out of him, mm -hmm. which of course it would. It's uh, as I was watching it with him, I felt like, oh god, he's going through what I went through the first time I watched this. This thing's scary as shit. Yeah, he's gonna be terrified of going in the water yeah. again. <laughs> He'd ask me, he "Goes, Daddy, are there sharks in the lake?" I'm like, "No, no, no, not in the lake. There are, there are on the beach where we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna go this summer." <laughs> See, here, here's where the sharks are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't go in that water. Remember Jaws? Remember? Remember what happened in that movie? Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it, you know what I love more about that movie? The first half. Uh, the first half is great, but I just love Robert Quinn. Uh, sorry, did I say it wrong? Yeah, you did. Damn Jesus it. Jesus Christ. We're going to have to cut that shit out. It's not Anthony Quinn. That's no, the other actor. No, it's not Anthony. Quinn is his character. Yes. You're thinking of Robert Shaw. Thank you. I feel like shit. You should. He's good in it. Well, I remember Roy Schneider and Richard Dreyfuss. I... Richard Dreyfuss, I think he's probably my favorite. He's your favorite that, in the movie? In the movie, I think so. Um, I mean, I just like Richard Dreyfuss. I mean, yeah. he's um, he's really good in, I mean, a lot of, I mean, so is Robert Shaw, Roy Scheider, depending on the movie. Mm -hmm. But um, Robert Shaw steals the show. He's so good. And I looked it up. He wasn't even nominated for an Oscar. How? They probably couldn't come back to the country was because he, he was evading taxes. At the time. Oh, was he? Yeah. Because oh. I think they had to like adjust his shooting schedule because because he was uh, evading IRS people. No and shit. He had to shoot his scenes and then leave and then come back and shoot his scenes. And um, but Murray Hamilton, uh, who played the mayor. Oh, yeah. He's pretty good in it. Oh, yeah. Um, the 
I mean, they're they're all good in it, but um, uh, do you like the first half or the second half better? I if I had who, I'd probably have to say the second half. I just I love the boat scene. Mm-hmm. It, it when they're just talking, he does the, he does the USS in Indianapolis, in Indianapolis uh, uh, monologue and all that. Like I love comparing that. the scars and so everything good. else. The uh, I like. <sighs> I like that scene. I mean, I I like the second half in support of the first half, meaning the character dynamic changes. So before they leave, I mean, you have Quint always giving Hooper a bunch of shit for being a city boy Mm -hmm. and not doing real work and stuff like that. And but when they're on the boat, he still does that to a point. But Quint does a good job of knowing like he gives him shit, but he's like, okay, but he still knows things to where whenever the chief complains about something, he's like, um, Hooper steers the boat chief. Yeah. Hooper steers the boat. Yeah. And like everyone has a role yeah. and you need to follow that role. Yeah. Um, but you've been counting money your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need this working class hero crap. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, the first half is great. at setting up the panic and everything. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's like a perfect movie. It really is. Yeah. It's, Probably. I mean, I think it's one of the, I think obviously one of Spielberg's best. I haven't seen all of his movies. Uh-huh. I haven't seen Lincoln. I still haven't seen Schindler's list. Um, but there's the more I watch it, the more I love it. Um, and yep. I think it's, I mean, I don't think it would have been as good if the shark was working the oh, whole no, time. Definitely not. Um, but yeah, the opening scene, Liam was like terrified. Yeah. Yeah. The I tried to get my four year old to watch it. That's probably it's a little, a little too young. It's a little but, intense. <laughs> but she says she like she she likes sharks. She always yeah. says that. And I was like, Do you want to watch a shark movie? And she's like, No. And I'm like, wanna watch it? She she moved on from Toy Story. She's now on Ice Age. So we watch those. Oh, great. That's fantastic. That's a bump up. Yeah. That's your love in life right now. It's I, I do think they're a little entertaining, but they're get to watch that squirrel chase that acorn. Scrat- hey, did you see that? Uh, uh, they shut down Blue Sky Entertainment or whatever animation is Blue Sky. Yeah, um, they shut it down because I think it was owned by Fox. And yep. um, so Disney shut it down. But the last thing that they released, I think you could find it on YouTube. They get uh, they had did a little short with Scrat and uh, he got his acorn like that was the final Thing that they produced oh. and released or whatever i was like that's <clears throat> was it, adorable was it a, i was gonna say i was like well you didn't like that that sounds yeah. kind of like a nice little thoughtful i'd like to think a disney executive when he <clears throat> went to go shut everyone down he held back like the four people that probably created that yeah, character yeah, yeah. and it's like okay you guys have to make Finish one more up. thing and then then oh, we're shutting you down that's cool but i'm sure I'm sure those people got absorbed into Disney animator like animation or I'm sure they're not something. Of, they're but, not out of a job. Yeah. But um they created something crazy successful. Mm-hmm. But I thought that was a nice touch for them to oh, yeah. end it on that. So that's nice. But, so they're, uh, they're not all heartless bastards. Yeah. Not all of them. There's one. Most of them. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Jaws. I mean, I could talk for hours on Jaws. I but, could too. Um, we'll save that for another time. Yeah. Or maybe a commentary. Oh, we should do commentary mm-hmm. of Jaws. That's good. You're right, though. I, what if, what if the shark was working as expected? Think of like uh, just how 
different Steven Spielberg's career would have been. I don't think it would have been a success. It probably would have made money, but it wouldn't have been like it would have turned in, I think, into a campy horror film. Yeah. yeah, It would have been like a piranha piranha. or something because you see it so much that you could. I mean, the shark doesn't look real when you see it, but um, the 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 fear of not knowing is what I think supports that movie. Um, I think if you saw the shark a lot more, it would have lessened the fear and it mm-hmm. probably would have been something people would watch to laugh at. Yeah. I don't think it would have been a uh, seminal movie for Spielberg's career. Um, if the shark had been working. No. Um, because I, th- I mean, I think it forced him to go around and make a lot of creative decisions on the spot to, fi- to piece together the movie in a still a more entertaining way without that. Cause I think the success of jaws gave him the ability to do close encounters of their kind, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. What if he didn't get to do that? And did he get to do E.T. and Indiana Jones? Mm-hmm. Could have. Good thing for faulty engineering. Yep. And salt water. <laughs> Electronics don't work in the water. No, they don't. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's. Uh, yeah, we can go on about that. Yeah. But, no, but I agree. I think that's the best Fourth of July movie. Yeah, it, it's fun. I love the I love the town. Amity. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, just the way, I mean, and the characters, the way they talk to each other, that small town, like everyone knows everybody. And then, yeah. oh, you're an Islander. You're not an Islander. Do you ever read the book? No, not the book. I have the book. It's, uh, it's different enough to where. Uh, stands on its own. Yeah. I mean, it's just different. I feel, um, characters are more likable in the movie than what they are in the book. Okay. <laughs> okay. And, um, because. In the book, uh, Hooper has an affair with Chief's wife, and the Chief's wife has this whole thing of um, feeling insecure, and she wishes she was a little bit younger, and then meeting Hooper, because Hooper comes from an island and also like an Ivy League kind of Mm, background, background, same as her, and then her husband's working class, so she she misses Uh. that kind of status and she kind of chases that with hooper a little bit now i think they sleep together once or something like that and then um i think hooper actually dies in the book um spoiler alert uh (laughs) yeah (laughs) for a book that was written in the 50s or whatever 60s uh probably 70s but um but i mean it's still i mean it's still good it's different enough to where it's entertaining right um but and the author i think uh cameos as the uh the newscaster uh when they're when he's on the beach oh. he's like ah tons of people have come out for the fourth of july celebration like death yeah jesus <laughs> there's like people behind him <laughs> you see the one i'm like what <laughs> but uh, there's a what in the water i think he also did the screenplay uh peter benchley yeah he, mm. did, he had help with the screen, screenplay mm. so but uh but no they did a good job didn't they have some like of the locals play some of the acting parts mm-hmm. yeah yeah because i think the uh tell. i think the lady who plays the chief's assistant like now chief yeah oh, yeah you can you, tell. i think she was a local you had a couple others in there was the guy who comes up uh to uh, uh the chief but he's like uh oh god what does he say i already forgot it's an old guy when he, he has like the oh about the kids goes, karate chopping his fence or something yeah he's like that's some bad hat harry or oh, reset. <laughs> Brian Singer's uh, uh yeah. namesake for his uh production company. Yeah. Um 
Yeah, the man, old man titties. Yes. Um, he yeah, had to have been be, local. Maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah. a lot of those people you just see once and you don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure all, most of the fishermen were all locals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit of trivia. <clears throat> the boy who plays uh, Kittner, the kid that gets eaten Me by the enough, shark, yeah. um, he opened a restaurant and there was a item on the menu that he listed is called Kittner's what, like, Alex Kittner's whatever was the name of the meal. Mm-hmm. And uh, Lee Fierro, who plays Mrs. Kittner, mm-hmm. happened to go into that restaurant, saw it, and she's like, why is that name that? Like, oh, the owner played the kid. Uh, from the movie? From the movie. And she's like, I played the mother. And then he no, like, came out of the kitchen or whatever, and they hadn't seen each other. I mean, obviously, he was grown at that time. <clears> but um, no, that's cool. Yeah, a little random trivia. Huh. But, um, but no, the... Uh, we need to stop talking about it. Yeah, so. sorry. Robert Shaw should have been nominated for an Oscar. Sorry. Yeah, he should have. I think the cinematography, that whole shot on the ferry. Oh, yeah. Like they, I mean, just the single shot. And I mean, it's very, I mean, there's a lot of stage play. Oh, yeah. Sections, which I like when they just set the camera down, let characters act in yeah. the movie. Like you had the dinner scene, you had the boat scene with the comparing of the scars. Um, the, uh, <laughs> My favorite. Oh, um, yeah. Brody doesn't like uh, going into the water. It's something with his uh, childhood. It's um. Oh, what what did the doctor call it, honey? Uh, drowning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, anyways, that's Jaws. Um, best Fourth of July movie. If you have nothing to watch on the Fourth of July. Watch Jaws. Oh, yeah. If you don't have Jaws, or just watch, even watch it, watch Sandlot. Yeah, just watch, watch it after the July Fourth. Good Whatever. summer movie. Good. Yeah, that's Fourth of July. Yeah, uh, we had a listener recommendation yes. last week uh, mm-hmm. by a listener in Indianapolis. Yes, Coop. Coop. Um, and he recommended to watch Coherence. Yes. So, which Coherence is a 2013 movie. Uh, strange things begin to happen when a group of friends gather for a dinner party on an evening when a comet is passing overhead, directed by James Ward Birkett, um, and stars a bunch of people you probably haven't heard of. Yeah. Um, if you have, then you know more than me, which <clears throat> doesn't take much. But no. It is. So, I didn't watch this. You did. Yes. I mean, describe the kind of movie. It's very low budget indie. I think they made it for $6,000. Nice. Yes. I was shockingly surprised about how good it was, given how I think that added to the charm of the movie. You knew it was super low budget. It had nothing to, nothing to work with. It was mm-hmm. all about the story, and it, it pulled it off. I was shocked about how interesting it was. It, it, had, me, it had me the whole time. So did it have, um, <clears throat> I mean, was it, like, did it have a twist ending? Like, that was it gimmicky, kind of, or is it just kind of like a... Not kind of gimmicky, but not really. Okay. It was just the idea itself was trippy. It was trippy enough. It made you think enough uh, to where you were engaged the whole time. And actually, you'd want to you'd watch it over again to see if you could pick out a piece of something you missed. Okay. Because it does kind of... Essentially, it's about a group of people that go, that go to a dinner party. and they're all friends. <clears throat> some have been together. Some have broken up, but they're together on this night to just kind of hang out. 
comet's passing over them. And essentially, time and space gets kind of weird to where uh, people start going outside because there's a blackout to get like help or whatever. They come back and they're like different people, like slightly different people. Uh, and other people go out to get help and then they come back as different people. So, like different as appearance or no. just difference like they grew like a different no like a different version from like a different reality oh okay yeah so they, they still look the same but it's just it's not them. in the multiverse different version of them correct got you okay then they start to pick up on that and they come up with these various ways of understanding if you're the right person in this reality to where they like randomly draw cards they get like a specific object like oh i'll take a weight or I'll take a piece of the carpet or a piece of the drywall or whatever. Uh, and I rolled a, I rolled a six. So if I have drywall and a six, that means I'm here in this, I'm the right person. So then people start to piece that together where, oh God, they picked a different number and they're not from this reality. And then things just start to get fucking crazy and loopy. And uh, the way it ends is pretty, pretty awesome. Uh, one of the girls is not happy in, with the current reality and she figures that, oh, I can just jump realities and get to the one reality I want to be at to mm-hmm. where I'm happy in my relationship. Um, all that's, do you want me to tell you how it ends? No, because okay. I kind of want to see it. Okay. So, But obviously you recommend it? I do. It's, okay. You'll like it. It kind of, it kind of, uh, it was very refreshing to watch something like that because I knew it was cheap as shit. Mm-hmm. And I actually <clears throat> read w- what his idea was the director he he wanted to make a living room seem big and he had six grand to make a movie he called up a favor of all these actors are like his friends mm-hmm. and they shot it in six days i like that. no money yeah. just story you you'll like it i know yeah. you will it was like an hour and 20 hour and 30 minutes it's pretty short i mean i would recommend it if you like film mm-hmm. like movies <laughs> do, you, do you like moving pictures yeah. yes oh then you'll like this um you can just tell the passion in it yeah he he, he had an idea and he he fleshed it he out fleshed it out it was good it's like primer like some like is yes. it like too cerebral or is it it's just not, it's not too cerebral no, no. okay because no. as soon as people start doing smart talk i they, i shit my pants try, and i leave the room right. so they try to inject a little bit of that in there but mm-hmm. it's not to the point where you're just you kind of just go with it yeah yeah, yeah just okay. go with it and it's nice. pretty cool. I would watch it again, actually. Maybe pick up on something. We'll yeah. peel the onion back a little oh. bit. Yeah. No, yeah. but good recommendation, Coop. Yeah. I was shocked. Uh, good job. You can. You're rewarded with one more recommendation. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So cool. Well, I will check it. It's on what Prime? Prime. Prime. Okay. It's for free if you have Prime. I do have Prime. There well, you go. it's not for free because Prime now costs. I don't know how much it costs. Yeah, you don't know what it costs. I don't. I don't do the bills. You don't. I don't. Yeah, you're, you're, I, my wife doesn't let me have money. <laughs> <laughs> she she spends it for me. Yeah. The uh, she tells me what I want and yeah. then gets it and then gets it for uh, me. Um, so cool. Um, awesome. Well, I will check that out. Um, and I will provide my two cents. Yes. Maybe next week. You're just gonna berate it. You're gonna hate it. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna shit on it on purpose. I know. Like, it would be the best thing in the world. I'm just like, dog shit movie acting is so wooden. It's so wooden. God, I could carve it with a knife. These wooden actors. <laughs> so, um, cool. Coherence. Well, to the main feature. Oh yeah. 
of our discussion. They run up that hill. <laughs> I'm tone deaf. I can't do that. Um, uh, Stranger Things 4, uh, volume two released on Friday, July 1st. Mm-hmm. Uh, wife and I watched it and we stayed up until one. I was surprised. She's usually in bed by 930. Oh, yeah. At the latest. I'm usually in bed by like 10. So we get finished your, the get yeah. your glass of warm milk. Yeah. <laughs> Go to bed. Uh, read about a paragraph of a book and fall asleep. Um, and then so we finished the first episode, I think about 1030. And I saw the runtime of the second episode, which was like two hours and 30 minutes. Yeah. And I, I, I look over at Christine. She yawns and I'm like, son of a bitch. She's <laughs> fucking tired. I'm going to have to fight. I was like, we're not going to watch this in the morning. Yeah, the yeah. kids are going to be running around. They're not going to. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you're not going to be able to pay attention. Yeah. Um. So, well, that and we couldn't watch uh, season four at all. Like we started to in front of oh the girls and uh, then they started doing the body horror oh yeah dismember or not dismember but the bones breaking stuff and we like paused it we're like yeah because our oldest is at that point oh, to yeah. where she'll look at the tv and the look on her face will be like something's wrong yes. kind of a thing and so we now have to watch what we see in front of her so oh yeah definitely um oh god she would be yeah. traumatized yeah so we're trying to so we now have to watch those shows like the boys and stuff like oh, yeah. that um yeah so to where, like after they're in bed, but we're only up for another hour after that's we right. put them to bed. So you can only show so much uh, octopus blowjobs before it kind of just traumatizes your kid. Mm-hmm. You can't go to sleep, or sometimes you just can't get enough of them. That's right. I mean, you got eight hands. <laughs> World's your oyster. Don't give any ideas. That's gonna happen next. Fucking octopus is gonna be jerking off all the <laughs> bottom employees. <laughs> Japan must love that season. Um, <laughs> No offense to, I don't think we have any Japanese listeners. It'll be all right. Yeah. Um, that are probably sitting there like, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Stranger Things season four. What are your first impressions? I thought it was, I don't, I think this might be my favorite season, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I might have overtaken season one. Yeah. <clears throat> What'd you like? I like the I, I love the horror tones, um, and that's a good thing about the show is as the kids are getting older, it's starting to be a little bit more mature. Mm-hmm. I like that they really amped up the horror, uh, which is it was much needed for this season in particular with with you know Vecna and as as the season progressed. Spoilers alert, by the way, we're going to talk about yeah. If you haven't watched uh, season four all the way through, uh, pause the episode, go watch it. Mm-hmm come back and listen however if you're listening to this you probably already saw it but probably so i think everybody mm-hmm. else already saw it it's like the most streamed yeah i think yeah it, was the- it, it broke the record for most hours streamed or whatever at netflix mm-hmm. or whatever it was but um yeah i i like the the writing was really good i like I, I loved that they injected vecna in it because i think i talked about last time i always wanted some sort of motivation for the upside down wanting to inhabit uh, the earth dimension mm-hmm. i didn't understand i mean i get it like the virus thing i just needed to replicate or whatever but to me that was kind of boring so the fact that they injected vecna into it and he's the one who pretty much set this wheel in motion having creating the mind flare and yep. kind of like his army the hive mind idea it's mm-hmm. all his doing i think that was well done i yeah. liked it yeah i i agree i 
there's we talked about i think i mentioned it to you before we started this podcast um i think i did you or another buddy of mine is that it's been a long time since i've watched a movie and i was invested in the story um and it's been a long time since i've watched something and i was invested in the story whether it be a tv show or movie Mm -hmm. um and this year i had that feeling with top gun maverick Mm -hmm. to where i was on the edge of my seat to where i was engrossed in it and Mm -hmm. um had my attention and um in this show um this is i i even i even told christy i was like this is the first time in a long time other than top gun to where i was watching something and i was genuinely excited mm-hmm. for the next thing because when we fir- finished volume one i think we still had i think it was like 10 days until because we didn't finish it until after we came back from vacation oh that's right yeah. and um we'd finished it and it was it was i was looking forward to it and oh, it's yeah. the first time in a long time i could actually say that about something and um i like how they end the seasons on somewhat of a complete story to where it mm-hmm. kind of like um <clears throat> quenches that thirst for a little bit oh yeah and you understand okay now it's probably going to be four years before they come out with the next <laughs> or That's however right. long uh for the next season but um yeah i i like the i like storytelling a lot and the writing i thought was good the um i liked i i could tell that i mean because i feel like season four and five obviously you're going to be very close together mm-hmm. they're going to share the same villain mm-hmm. um they made references in this that the mind flayer still exists um obviously you have the demogorgons but um they i could tell there was some kind of retconning in the season a little, little bit and just because with the whole opening scene with 11 around all the other kids yep. that were killed uh you assume that she did it kind of a thing and then they they kind of they brought back papa and um yeah that's one thing i was going to ask you do you think they planned this from the beginning no i don't think yeah, they I, did. I don't think so either. what i think they did though um was they probably came up at, after season because i think for the long time they said they were going to do five seasons mm-hmm. and um, they said that they've always said they have an idea where the story would go. Um, but I don't think they were going to get past a first season. So I think that's why they didn't introduce that stuff. If they did have it planned out from the beginning, I could see why they didn't include it in the first season mm-hmm. because it would have left a lot of questions unanswered. Um, as opposed to doing the season, how they did do the season and just left a few questions like, Oh, why is Will throwing up slugs? Why is right, right. some of that stuff to where they made it more of a smaller self-contained story. Right. But I think them injecting the storyline in it, they did a better job of it than what, uh, what was it? Spectre and James Bond to where oh. they tried to retcon like, Oh, it was Blofeld all along. And no, it wasn't it's because you got the rights to Blofeld the year previous and right. you wanted to do a Spectre movie. Right. Um, and they're really, he's related to James Bond. It's his brother. Worse. God damn, fuck <laughs> damn it. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, that's the point you always like to make. Why does every you don't need to have everything connected? Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to have everybody related to each other. But um, but no, I mean, even though I could I could tell that the story was tacked on a little bit. Yeah, it was. Um, but they they did a decent job showing i mean with her repressed memory and stuff like that i mean they did a decent job explaining it or working it in there to where hopefully it won't feel tacked on um once season five is complete yeah um, i thought they i thought as far as a retcon job goes they did, they did pretty good yeah yeah and uh i mean overall it was entertaining um the i think the russia portion of the story dragged a little bit yeah um if there was anything I would have trimmed, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I think it's some, cause I think at one point there was like four parallel stories mm-hmm. because you had the Russia story, you had uh, the kids in Hawkins and then you had um, the kids in California yep. and then you had L. Yep. So hopping back and forth to where it was at a point to where I didn't really want to go back to Russia I, I mean, I, I feel like, I mean, obviously they put that in there. They needed something for those characters to do. They needed a way to bring back Hopper yep. and be able to explain that. Um, so I think it's just one of those things that you had to sit through because of the end result. But um, what did you think of uh, Dario Naharis? Dario Naharis? Dario Naharis from Game of Thrones. Um, I liked him a lot. I did too. I, I, I loved him in Game of Thrones. I know. Um, I, love, I just love that actor. Yeah. He's and, awesome. I was expecting to see him at the end. Hopefully they'll bring him back in season five. But at the same time, he talked about his son. um, So I could see him just staying in Russia um, because everyone who called him a traitor is dead. So, I mean, but there was like a, I think there was, there was like an aside or something to where uh, he and I think Murray were talking and Murray was telling him about Indiana. Mm. Um, So I didn't, I, maybe he's, back in Hawkins and we just haven't seen him yet or yeah. whatever, but I could see him uh, just being and staying in Russia. But no, I, I like that character. Um, a man has no name. Yeah. <laughs> man needs a name. Uh, yeah. I, um, I think it was a good character for Hopper to yep. kind of converse with or <clears throat> have interactions with while he was in the prison. Um, Are you, did you, are you buying the the love story between Hopper and uh, Will's mom? God, I can't remember her name. Uh, Winona Ryder. Oh yeah, um, but what's her damn character's name? I don't know. Whatever. I, I can't remember. I have Wi-Fi back on my computer, there so it's um, <clears throat> Joyce. Joyce. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I am. I mean, I don't. I'm not like as the kids would say, shipping them. Um, I don't. What's that mean? Uh, I think it means like you're you're wanting those two, you're rooting for those two to get together. Okay. Um, That's what shipping means. I I, I don't know. I, I use words incorrectly I have no all idea. the time. The um, I'm out of lingo. Yeah. The I, I don't know if they end up to or if they end up having a romance thing. That's fine. I. I, I guess I don't feel one way about it. Or the other. I okay. Mean, if they want to. I mean, it's um, I personally think joyce is a strong enough person that i don't think she really i mean if they get together i'd like them obviously to get together because they like each other but um 
I don't know. I, if they do, great. If not, I don't. I, I guess I don't have opinion on it because I think they're both strong enough characters that they don't need that. Maybe Hopper would probably. I think would need a relationship mm-hmm. more because I think he wants a family again. Oh yeah. Definitely. Um. And, uh, but I don't know. What do you think? Are you not I, buying? I just, I'm just not buying the chemistry between. David Harbour and Winona Ryder. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's that's it. That's my only gripe. And it's not even a... I'm not mad at it at all. I just mm-hmm. think that that was just a little, a little lacking. But uh, but you're right. I felt the same way about the Russia scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did... I just... I love the scenes between David Harbour and uh, Dario Naharis. Um, Dario Naharis. <laughs> I just like... I, those are good scenes. Mm-hmm. The scenes with uh, the kooky Russian pilot and Joyce and Murray... Uh, you know, like you said, maybe you could have trimmed a little bit of that fat off. You didn't really need all of that, but yeah. uh, I didn't mind Murray in that um as much. I kind of like Murray. Yeah, I like Murray. um, it gave him something to do. Um, I, I the the karate element and him taking it with the kids and <laughs> yeah and all that stuff. I I enjoyed that, and he had a little payoff moment with that. Yeah, uh, or a couple of them actually, but uh, yeah, um. Yeah, I mean, I'm nitpicking though. Yeah, the did you, uh, and then I didn't really. I was trying to understand. Uh, so they fight the Demogorgon in Russia. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to weaken Vecner, right? Yeah. So when they had broken back in the prison, they uh, to because they noticed the particles or what they called the particles. Russians called it the shadow. Mm-hmm. Um, to where they re- once they realized that their uh, kids were in danger. Then they had the thought, well, the mind flayer is still alive. If it's a hive mind, we go back, we kill the mind flayer, mm-hmm. and then that will help out the kids. Maybe it'll buy them some time, kind of a thing. Yeah, that's what. And how then, do they know what the kids that the kids are in trouble again? Because the uh, female agent, um, I'm escaping on her character's name. Okay, yep, I remember that Paul Reiser was talking yep, with. Yep, yep. Uh, that she had finally called them back because they placed a call uh, to America. She called them back, said your kids are in danger. That's right. I forgot. Something to that effect. Thank you. Um. Come on, it was two and a half hours an episode. Details get lost every yeah, now. Watch right? five hours of content. <laughs> I and, know, but um, it gets a little grain, It gets a little dicey. But yeah, so that was the, the thought. And when mm-hmm. they got back, the the one of the Russian uh, security guards or uh, military people said that the shadow went inside the de- them the demogorgons. Okay. So then that's when they said, okay, we need to kill the demogorgons, and if we do that, then he'll feel it. Gotcha. On his side. All right. Um, which is a pretty big assumption on that part which there were some leaps in logic or whatever but that's okay um as far as what did you think of the new characters so new characters we had argyle we had eddie vecna jason uh um, yep who was the douchey jock's name jason it was jason yeah um eddie was my favorite mm-hmm. yeah he was really good god that actor knocked that out of the park mm-hmm. i thought he was great <clears throat> god especially that sacrifice I thought his arc was fantastic in the show from the very first episode where he didn't do anything and watching uh what's her face get Chrissy mu- mutilated yep. in front of him. And he kind of ran away scared to where he sacrifices himself to help everybody out at the end. I mean, perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, how are you not going to like going out to master of puppets? Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. The whole time I was thinking, God, he better play master of puppets. And he did. Yeah. And the way they shot that, that was, was great. Cause it yeah. looked like a death metal album. Oh yeah. And yeah, uh, it looked like those Ozzy Osbourne album covers mm-hmm. where he's like got flames and he's got the fucking bats flying around. Yeah, yeah it was pretty cool. Nah, he was good. That was a 
he was my favorite new character for sure. Um, I mean, the guy who played the jock. I mean, eh, you know, he did good. He did a good job, but I, it's hard for me to buy. I didn't. I just didn't know anybody in my youth that was just that douchey. I'm sure people like that exist. I'm not saying they don't, but mm-hmm. it's just I never encountered someone like that before. There's. <clears throat> I didn't know anyone like that either. Um, I thought the. I kind of thought the same thing from season one when they were near the quarry or the, uh, oh yeah, yeah, the pit or whatever, and then the kids pull a knife or whatever. That yeah. that very standby me ish, very kind very of so. bully sense, and I'm like, what fucking bullies pull a knife on somebody? Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I've never, I never knew anyone like that growing up that was that extreme. Um, Maybe it's because it was you, Jay. <laughs> Because it was you, it was me. Because <laughs> it was you. I was the person. You were that, that guy. I was that person holding <laughs> knives. Could be. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. That is weird. That's what people listen to say. It was because it was you. <laughs> you were that person. You were him. Um, but I, him kind of riling up the community. Yeah. As far as oh, it's a satanic <clears throat> cult and stuff like that, and everyone getting all their panties in a wad over that shit. Um. Yeah, I think I mean I was waiting for the for the police to step up to the microphone like when everyone was like getting riled up and like yeah yeah he's right and I was waiting for someone just to grab a microphone like um guys he's the captain of a basketball team in high school <laughs> how many of you are actually going to be listening to this yeah um but I will say the people reacting to the Dungeons and Dragons thing that's very real uh yeah and sure. that I remember because I remember um, the town I grew up in was wasn't overly religious, but there's a lot of uh, religious undertones a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to where I mean, I remember when Marilyn Manson came to town oh, and yeah. oh, they yeah. sent a letter home with us saying Marilyn Manson is going to be here doing a concert and i think this was like when i was like in seventh grade or something like that yeah sounds right and um i don't know maybe sixth grade but i they sent a letter home that we were supposed to deliver to the parents and it was like marilyn manson does this and this and and promotes devil worship like all this bullshit in the letter and at that age I, i wasn't a precocious kid at all but i was aware enough to be like I feel like this is kind of op- overstepping the school's bounds a little bit as far as what the hell mm-hmm. I was like, if my parents want to send me to a Marilyn Manson concert, that's, that's their prerogative. Mm-hmm. The school shouldn't be dictating that at all. Mm-hmm. So the whole town kind of going weird, like, Oh, Dungeons and Dragons is it's devil worship. No, it's, it's just people are reacting to shit. They don't understand mm-hmm. happens today. Every, sure. every day. Um, but, uh, that I think was believable. Obviously, they went overboard and it's supposed to be exaggerated or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but so that Hellfire yeah. Club, Hellfire Club. I thought it was an X Men reference because I think there was, um, I think it was like an X Factor comic book or something. There was like the Hellfire Club, and I think it was. I think they were a group of villains, mm. but um, it was just these mutants or whatever that they they I called the Hellfire the Club. I'd mm. have to look back at my old trading cards or something to be able to see who was in it i mean the duffer brothers love nostalgia so you might be right it was it maybe it was an easter egg in there yeah but um yeah because they referenced x-men before with um 
uh, in the first season with Eleven. Uh, oh, they yeah. had t- different X-Men uh, comics with Jean Grey or whatever. Gotcha. Psychic powers. But, That's right. Um, but no, as far as uh, Jason and him riling up the community, as far as that, well, I mean, obviously it was ag- exaggerated, but it, it was believable because I know people that were, because I would, back when I was a kid, I was, I was the coolest that you probably ever would have met. Oh, yeah. Uh, Magic the Gathering. That's right. Um, <laughs> I've all, had got all the ladies to come over. <laughs> I've had a couple of kids <laughs> on more than one occasion. That, that's worshiping the devil. And I'm like, no, it's not. Magic the Gathering, really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, but these are kids that grew up and yeah. not super religious. They weren't like beating themselves every time they sinned or anything. <laughs> but it was just, they did whatever. There was a church in our town mm-hmm. that, quote unquote, the popular kids went to. Mm. And some of the shit that they'd spew off in class, even up into high school. Now, this is like middle school when I was playing Magic the Gathering. Um when I started playing Magic the Gathering. <laughs> and when I started and stopped. Yeah. Started and stopped because, you know, I was a man. Uh, but um, to where they were bringing it up, like, oh, that's that that's like devil worship or whatever. And I'm like, it's a, it's a card game. Mm-hmm. And it's the same people who thought like Ouija boards. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I was like, it's fucking Milton Bradley or Parker, whoever the fuck makes yeah. it. I was like, it's made in China. It's shipped over here. And mm-hmm. two people are moving the, the damn thing. Mm-hmm. And so there was a lot of the superstitious religious bullshit that people were saying. I, so I, that was pretty believable just because I flashed back to quite a few kids that were just spouting off the dumbest shit. Just one, because they didn't know what the hell they were talking about. And they were overreacting to something based on fear because they didn't know what they were talking right. about. Yeah. So, um, but that, that part was kind of believable. Now, now if a kid got stood up on a stage and spouted off and like, Oh, we need to get these guys. I don't think adults would be standing up saying, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I have a couple, but wouldn't it be get a the bi- fuck off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go, f- go throw a fucking ball through a round hoop again. <laughs> Hey, the lights are off. Go home. Yeah. But the, uh, um, but that, that, the athlete hero worship, mm-hmm. that shit is, uh, that, <laughs> that should, uh, that, that shit's real. Um, like when they were doing the assembly and they were talking about Billy. Oh yeah. And yeah. he's like, <laughs> they were, they were pretty much saying, oh, let's, let's win state championship for, for Billy, for, for Billy and for, and, or whoever else that had, uh, died like oh the other kids like they, they'd want us to win and there, there's some of that bullshit and there's yeah. I, I do know adults now that will tell me oh so and so is a good kid he he played baseball in high school i'm like what the fuck does that have to do with anything right right and ah he threw a curveball nasty yeah he's a good man i'm gonna date yeah. my daughter oh yeah <laughs> pretty much yeah. um but uh i did like the uh that moment when, especially when you transition into a new school and your group of friends that you had before, maybe you go on your own separate things when you go to like a new mm-hmm. high school, like maybe you're in uh, whatever club or a different sport, or maybe you're not in anything and you just, you meet someone else that you kind of connect with a little bit better. Mm-hmm. That I thought they did that pretty well with Lucas and all that. And um, Yeah. That was good. Yeah. And I think adding on to that, uh, moving away and oh yeah then visiting your friend who did move away i think that mm. that sense of awkwardness that, yeah, yeah. that you're not as close i think they nailed that really really well um 
because my uh, my best friend at the time moved away, I think when I was in sixth or seventh grade. And uh, he moved like halfway across the state. And I visited him, I think, I think once. Well, he, was, he eventually moved back or whatever. Um, and but I remember we would uh, I traveled to like spend the weekend with him or whatever mm-hmm. to hang out. And it was just and he was introducing me to his group of friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just it, it had that sense of awkwardness like wow this is a different person even though he didn't change he was still the same it's just that since you feel like oh they are different and what you the relationship you have with another person is not as permanent and i think they kind of nailed that too especially with uh mike voicing his concerns mm-hmm. with l and all that stuff um i think they did they did a really good job capturing that um yeah those feelings i agree um the what do you think of Argyle? That was Vecna, right? No, Argyle was uh, my dudes. Um, oh, that's right. The, the tasty pie, the the I stereotype. Didn't, I didn't think much of him. That's probably why I didn't even, even remember him. I thought he was like a nothing burger, uh, just like a comic relief character that kind of just. Yeah. Um. I mean, I knew I knew stoners growing up, and I mean, did he they was talk a, that way? No. Yeah. <laughs> not, and that's not like that. And yeah. I think it's. I don't know what the, I don't know if it was a callback to, I think because they reference fast times quite a bit mm-hmm. um, with uh, Robin's love interest and how she rents fast times. So yeah. they make a couple mentions of it. And the guy reminded me of Spicoli. And yeah, I think this is what they're going for because I never met anybody who talked that way. No. Um, granted, we didn't grow up in California either, mm-hmm. but it's true. I'm maybe I'm, Maybe listeners just, in California, do people actually talk that way? Like borderline dumb? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, but yeah, I, same thing. Nothing burger. I, they really didn't give him much to do. Um, no. he was kind of like the, the Joker comic relief, I guess. Yeah. But I don't know. I wasn't a fan of him just because I, I don't like that humor. Like it's so fucking old. There's yeah, the stoner, yeah. like uh-huh, I'm fried out of my mind. So I talk like no, no, yeah. no. That's not what happens. And, yeah. Um. Did you like that he uh he uh his uh Comanche tracking skills just kind of kicked in there and he found the 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 tracks to? <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? What the one thing that he the one thing that this guy contributes to it's 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 finding the trail. Okay, guys. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Stereotypes much? I don't know. I, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting yeah, for he should have just put his ear down a... to the ground. Oh, the vibrations are about five miles out. I was waiting for a piece of litter to just like like blow, blow by, by and, and he, he has looks a tear. up and there's a tear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I'm I'm sure I think he's gonna be in season five because I think he's I'm sure he will. He he's back in Hawkins and mm-hmm. it's not like he has to go back to California for anything. So hope I hope they give him something more to do. I wish they would have showed a different side of him other i mean yeah he found the tracks and he thought of the freezer for yeah. the the chamber thing that l had to be in but it's and i guess he talked his way into the other surfer pizza place or whatever but um i wish they would have made him more than one dimension yeah um they could have i think i think it would have been better 
if just at least for his character and i think he would have been received a lot more if he just had another angle to it yeah. to where he he acts like that and then there's like a moment of clarity or something to where he he's not or like you just see something more internal or something like that yeah, to yeah. where make him more of a human instead of a, a caricature caricature yeah um i think well, that I've, been I've, I've been high multiple times i've been around people that have been high a lot and just the when they go to that the pizza place or whatever mm-hmm. to get to, to get the tub and the guy they run into is like the same guy stone like well i gotta i gotta close up in 10 minutes and then uh sorry bro yeah and then like well, they like, convince him to do it for a joint him, for a joint and he walks out like uh like mesmerized oh, yeah because uh, yeah like nope. that's not how high people act yeah and he's just and they just don't yeah i and that's why i don't like that humor because i yeah I feel like people that write characters like that have never been high. Have you guys ever been high around a lot of people? And that's the thing. I'm sure they have. Um, (laughs) I'm sure they have. And that's, I don't know, that just. But maybe it's something where like people that have never been high, this is what they expect people that that are high to act like. Mm -hmm. So we got to write characters that way. And and that's fine. And I guess I was just disappointed with that character because I expected something more eventually from that character. Because, I mean. Yeah, I understand it's a callback to the 80s stoner. Yeah. But um they've been uh the Duffer brothers have been doing this to where they call back to stereotypes from 80s movies, but then they turn them on their head. So you have Steve in the first season, the douche boyfriend, mm-hmm. and he turns out to be a great guy mm-hmm. at, at the by the end of season one. And to where he ends up with the girl instead of Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of played with that stereotype and that expectation. Um, and th- then they do the same thing with uh, Paul Reiser's character mm-hmm. to where he's this nice guy. You're expecting him to be an asshole because he was in Aliens. He was in these other movies to where or you've seen other movies to where you have the, the friendly guy and it turns out he's a villain. No, he's he's in it for the right reasons kind of a thing so they turn that on their head um and you have like the russian um uh alexis uh or lexi uh in season three to where you expect him to i mean he's just a russian guy and then he he loves america like he, he becomes a fan favorite and yeah so they've done a good job so far kind of turning those stereotypes on their head and just kind of playing with them a little bit to Mm Uh, properly subvert expectations that um, I feel like they didn't do with this character. I think they had an opportunity um, to make him more than what he appeared to be. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they do that in season five. But so far this season, I thought, eh, I mean, th- he just didn't have much to do and it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't a character. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, so who's the other one? The other new character? Uh ch- Shit. Eddie oh, Vecna. Yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that actor, Jamie Campbell Bauer. He's uh he's got that very creepy, not creepy, devious. He's got a devious uh look about him. Mm-hmm. I should have predicted that he was Vecna and I didn't. I thought it was gonna be he has Billy. strong face. He has very pointy facial features. Yes. And if you ever learn anything in life, listeners, if you ever see anybody with a very pointy face, they're mean. That's right. And they're bad um so sharp edges sharp edges they <laughs> cut you um that's why i'm fat uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but no i thought uh 
he was good. Um, uh, my wife had a uh, theory. I forget. We 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 had separate theories, and we both turned out to be right. Mm-hmm. To where uh, Vecna, I had the theory was like I just blurted it out. I forget what episode we were on. I was like, uh, Vecna's number one. Mm. And then she had a theory that the guy helping L in the Rainbow Room, she's like, oh, I bet he's one. And we both turned out to be right, right or whatever. Right. But I went back on my theory because I was like, oh, nope, wait a minute. Can't be one because it happened back in the 50s or whatever. Right, right, right. And um, so I don't know how old one was supposed to be. That might have been a little in that. That might have been a little because stretch. I feel like it was supposed to be like the 50s. He should like, have been like at least in mid 30s, maybe early 40s yeah. when, he, when he met Elle. And I, and yeah. he looked, and I mean, the guy probably just looked young. Yeah. Um. I mean, he looked 24. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Or it's like early 20s or yep. something like that. I can get over that, though. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's that's the only reason why I went back on that theory, because I, I didn't think he was old enough to yeah. be that. I love the Robert England cameo. Yep. That was perfect. That was good. Because um, God, they they obviously they 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 uh, reference hell like I get Hellraiser. Yeah, vibes tell me what the, the references are because you were into the eighties horror stuff, oh, yeah. and I've seen I haven't seen Dream Warriors. I haven't seen oh man. Um, I think I saw Nightmare on Elm Street. That's the one with Johnny Depp, right? Yep. Um, it's and by the bed. I've seen well, Halloween was seventies, but I've seen Friday the Thirteenth. I think that was seventies too. But um, the first one was the. I don't I'm trying to think of 80s horror movies that I've seen. I think Nightmare on Elm Street. I I mean the main ones are yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, the sequels, all the Jason sequels, even the Halloween sequels mm-hmm. are the 80s, late 80s. But th- this is like Hellraiser, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, That's, Hellraiser I never saw. Um I think the the fly would be the only it, but that's not even a teen horror. <laughs> no. not David Cronenberg, David Cronenberg, like, Jeff Goldblum, the subvert your. Uh, that's that's the thinking man's horror. <laughs> but I didn't watch that until I was like yeah. in my twenties. So yeah, no, the Hellraiser is uh, just gothic. It's all about atmosphere. So right when you see Vecna, I, I immediately thought of Pinhead, like the just the the gothic tone of everything about it, and then just. Uh, when he possesses each of the bodies and then they're in like Vecna's world in his house in like this sort of dream mm-hmm. world. I immediately think of Nightmare on Elm Street and dream warriors in particular, for sure. Even like with the clocks, the way that even the staircase in that, in that house reminds me of the house in Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know if that was intentional, mm-hmm. but even the layout, like the layout around the staircase, that's the same layout as the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, yeah. And the window pane with the rose and everything, there's a distinct pane on the window in the first time on Elm Street where uh, the movie ends and they're like saying goodbye to everybody. And then Freddy gr- goes through the window pane, the, the, the colored rosed window pane to grab the mom through the, the window and the movie ends. Got it. Is so that I, after I they drive away in the car? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I clearly a reference to that movie mm-hmm. and the, the guy that, that sequence where uh, Max uh, is possessed and they're trying to get her back and mm-hmm. they're in like Vecna's lair where like the house is kind of ripped apart. It's not, it kind of reminded they're me in of, the graveyard. It reminded me of Dr. Strange a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just with everything just kind of floating around and, and she won with music. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That was really good. Well done. Yeah. yeah. I like that scene. I thought, yeah, that scene in the graveyard. Um, yeah. When she starts yeah. raising up 
very very well done cool um that's dream warriors though yeah yes for sure I, I think they owe, they owe royalties to whoever wrote <laughs> Dream Warriors. They took a lot of references from it. I do I do like that. Uh, I guess you can call it retconning, like we were talking about. That one because somebody told me uh, their their theory was that Eleven created the Upside Down. Mm-hmm. It what? it kind of was that she, well, she didn't create the Upside Down. It was it's always there, but she did kind of set things in motion by sending. Yeah, she created the gate. You like that? I do. Yep. Yeah. Um, I like that two to where she created the initial gate. Yeah. Um, well, and she set one there and if one's not there, like there's no, there's nobody creating the mind flare and the hive mind, like setting all that in motion. Well, see, I don't know. I don't know how the, I don't know if the mind flare was in that universe prior or not because the Demogorgons were already there. Yes. Um, and it looked like when he first got thrown into that universe to where, or that dimension, nothing was kind of created. No. And it looked like he created at least Hawkins from that point, Mm -hmm. um, in time, which is why everything is stuck in 1983 or whatever date that was. Cause they went to get Nancy's gun. Yep. And it wasn't there. It was everything from 19 whatever. But mm-hmm. um but yeah, so the mind flare, I don't know if that I don't know if he created that or Didn't there wasn't there a scene where he was creating it? Like from that like that smoky shit or whatever. He saw it and like he was talking about like all oh, the potential of this world or whatever and he's like sitting there and he's like creating the mind flare. Oh, I don't know. I just I thought that was a he was manipulating it. I thought he was just creating it like out oh, of thin air. That could be it too. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, um, again, I've only seen it once. I got the impression that he was sent to that dimension and he just kind of, he was so powerful that he just took over. Oh, took over. Yeah. Well, maybe I missed it. Um, misinterpreted it. But, uh, but I don't know. I mean, you could be right. I, I didn't know if he created the mind flare or not. Yeah. Um, it would make sense if he did simply because I think the, I, w- I would feel like the mind flare is a more powerful being mm-hmm. than what one would be. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Um, I I like I like the fact that they gave that backstory and kind of connected L, and it, it made sense of why like why why is the government in Hawkins in the first place? Mm-hmm. Why is it even there? You know, it's they get the story of uh, was Victor Creel or mm-hmm. whatever. So yep. they, so they lived there. So one is there. He's from Hawkins. So they just set sh- set up shop there okay yep. that makes sense now why yep. that's why you're in the middle of nowhere hawkins indiana okay mm-hmm. that, that makes sense and then uh why why are they still doing experiments on other kids and then you know they get to 11 she's the most powerful one they have the interaction with she has the interaction with with one because he wants to be all powerful please join me she doesn't want to do it and mm-hmm. then she sends him off who like, did they explain who l's father was no is l's father one i don't know because I was thinking about this. They I, I want to say they explained in what was it, season two that they injected them with some kind of drug when they were pregnant. Oh, okay. And then they took their babies or their children from them. But I thought her mom was some involved in some kind of experiment. I'd have to rewatch. I they, rewatched they it, it kind of open though. Yeah. You don't really get any backstory of, I mean, you see, you know, her mom and everything mm-hmm. it was, it's kind of just, you know, fucked up for the most part. They, 
what did they even do to her to kind of, I mean, they, I know they did some like electro convulsive therapy or whatever to kind of shock her brain to kind of comatose her a little bit, but yeah. But I mean, I know they, cause I want to say she was a part of some, I thought in season two, they revealed that she was a part of some kind of program to develop ESP capabilities and it was their children that actually had it more so. And then that's why there was like a litter of kids that they mm -hmm. pretty much took. I mean, I, I'm probably misremembering it, but I want I want to say that's what I thought had happened um, because it wasn't just her. It was other people that uh, had missing kids or whatever. Yeah. Um, it could be. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I like the... Uh, I like the interaction between L and one uh, in yeah. the rainbow room and stuff and kind of teaching her oh, yeah. and stuff. Um, so much stuff that happened in the season. The <laughs> um, what'd you think of uh, Susie's return and her family? Susie, 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 Dusty's Susie. girlfriend. Oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, it was a nice little touch. The, uh, I wasn't expecting her family to be so uh, just kind of out there. The yeah, like because I think she's Mormon. Yeah, and um, then yeah, of course, has like twelve siblings or something yeah. like that, and then um, like the dad's not even around, and yeah, and all the, the sisters, all the like, kids are like psychopaths or yes. whatever. <laughs> yeah, somehow Susie's uh, got her shit together and is extremely smart and capable and all that stuff. Yeah, breaks her. into the school to give Dusty yeah. a good grade, like. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, what, she's praying or something or yeah. uh, repentful about it or whatever. <clears throat> that was cool, though. No, nah, it was a good throwback. Um, I'm trying to think of, I didn't, I don't like Will anymore. He's kind of just a whiny bitch. Yeah, I agree. It's annoying. I hope they give him something to do in season five. I, um, I don't care. About him. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, it was season one. Great. And then yeah. you had the neck tingles in season two. Yep. Um season three, I can't really remember what his thing was. I think he was kind of a lot in the background. He oh yeah. He, he was do. bitching because uh Mike wanted to make out with L and not playing D and D. That's right. Um, so that was his whole thing. And then this season he's just crying all the, the time. time. He painted a picture. Uh, cause, cause you're the heart, Mike. So that's yeah. the other thing with Remember, the season. You're the heart. We'll get back with Will, but I, the, some of the emotional scenes, like I got quote unquote emotional scenes. Mm -hmm. I thought was a little, uh, a little cringy at times. I mean, I, I don't know. It, it wasn't the acting, I guess. I mean, I th think the dialogue is just felt clunky. Um, Are you referring to like the scene where Mike is kind of trying to talk L, like bring her back to life? Like you're a superhero, L. Yeah, that Come scene, uh, the scene when Will's talking to Mike in the back of the van, and then uh, like showing him the picture. That and was then all right. I'm a that was bad. The, the scene in the back of the van. Yeah, the scene um, with Dusty talking with uh, Eddie's uncle. Um, mm. I thought that was a little. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Nah. Uh, I mean, it was just over the top. I felt like, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, Dustin was sad for his sure. friend, but um, it, I guess it was so jarring because 
after everything happened, it just said two days later, and Nancy's fine. Yeah. Steve's fine. Mm-hmm. Robin's fine. Yeah. They're all, <laughs> oh, we're just going to help out of the shelter really quick. We and I'm like, this close here. This goes in the yellow pile. This goes in the blue like pile. Like they're so damaged that that whole experience, yeah. I mean, I would have slept for 24 hours after that because I don't think those kids slept in like a week. Um, right. And I wrote something on here about that to where every, I mean, it, it's like, it's like they woke up from a bad dream and they're just kind of like, Oh, do-do-do. yeah. Um, to where for once I'd like for something amazing to happen in a movie and just the characters stop and be like, all right, can we just like appreciate that we survived this or something? Um, I mean, I thought they're acting leading up to it. Um, riding in the van yep. on the way to, uh, Battle of Vecna, I thought it was great, but it was like two days later. Oh, do you want Mr. Bunny? Uh, yeah. I'll donate him to a loving home. Like, <clears throat> how are you not like losing your mind right now? I mean, yeah. obviously they were exposed to it before, but still, it's you would need some time to decompress, and your town just got split in half, right? With a massive earthquake, you don't know how many people are dead. You, there's this giant gate, and everyone's yep. just kind of bopping around like, here's, like nothing's wrong. Here's what I wrote about that. <clears throat> I said one thing that is a little off is the side love storyline subplots. This is in reference to what you were just talking about. In particular, Maya Hawk's character Robin. I'm fine with it, but it just seems a tad out of place given the fact that they just entered an alternate reality, fighting interdimensional murdering monsters that enters your mind, I would think they would have PTSD symptoms before worrying about your crush liking you. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. And because I don't think she was, I'm trying to remember in season three, she saw the mind flare. I think I'm so. Pretty sure. Yeah. Cause she was being chased by it. Mm-hmm. So, but she wasn't in upside down. She wasn't strangled by a vine for no. like an hour. No. Thinking she's going to die. And I don't know. I, yeah, she. You, you didn't just see a monster. You just set the monster on fire. <laughs> you kicked the monster out the window. <laughs> yeah. The um, yeah. So I thought I thought they they seemed to get over it a lot. I mean, Pretty which quick. they probably needed to just to kind of bring yeah. the season to a closure and just bring all everyone down. Yeah. Um, but I also think that the the scene in particular you're talking about with Dustin and um, Eddie's Eddie's uncle or whatever, it didn't hit as hard because. The scene with Eddie dying was so good Mm -hmm. where that's the like once you raise that bar to that point where it's very like even the the scene with Max and uh, 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 God, what's his name? What's his his name? Lucas. That was really good. Mm -hmm. They they did really well. Oh, yeah. Her her acting in that scene. Oh, I'm not ready to die. I'm not ready to die. I was like. I know. I was like, that's Emmy right there. That's very that, good. That's pretty good. So when you're setting these bars for these <clears throat> actors that they, they knock it out of the park mm-hmm. and then. And I think maybe that scene with Dustin and uh, Eddie's uncle would have been better because Dustin was going pretty into detail to where, oh, a town hate him, but he was a hero. He's a, like, if I was the uncle, I'd be like, the fuck are you talking about, kid? Mm-hmm. Like, if he died in the earthquake, he fought? What? Like, yeah. it, <clears throat> I think uh, Dustin should have been more cryptic. And I think that would have paid off more enough to where he, he could have just said, I, I knew Eddie. I know he didn't do this. And I think if <clears throat> I'm not getting choked up, I don't know what's wrong with my throat. But, um, <laughs> back to that but if he if he said something to Eddie's uncle in regards to. I I knew Eddie and I was friends with them and he was he was a good friend mm-hmm. and he 
he knew how to make me laugh and he he helped me uh, starting out in high school or something yeah, more yeah. personal, not, oh, he was a hero and all this other stuff, because I think that would have made sense, one, for the uncle to hear, not so much as, oh, well, he fought to the very end and he right, saved right, my right. life and blah. I, if I was the uncle, I'd be having questions about that. I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? What what happened? Fighting what? Right. And to where I think if Dustin was more cryptic, I think it would have played a little bit better, especially if it was coming from a more personal point of view to where, yeah, Eddie uh didn't run away he fought off to buy more time but dustin there was a scene in there to where eddie and steve are talking and eddie tells steve he's like dustin worships you and i get jealous of that mm. and because he thinks you're just the coolest person ever and then <clears throat> i think it would have i think what eddie would have wanted more is Dustin admitting to his uncle or telling his uncle is like he was a good very good friend he helped me in high school when I felt like I an didn't outsider. have a, an, an outsider and yeah. he included me and he right. um he made me part of the group yeah that would have hit a little he better. became a very like a best friend of mine yeah. and I think that would have been better because it wouldn't be such a superficial reason why Dusty likes him now it's it's Dustin always liked him because mm -hmm. he was his friend. Right. And um before kind of looked at his... him. But before all that. Yeah. And I think that would have I think that would have been a little bit better payoff. I right. think in, at least as that scene, it would have came more from the heart. Yeah. And it would have been something that the uncle would have been able to buy without me thinking, how's the uncle not asking more questions? Yeah. That's a good point. So, all all good points. But um, but yeah, I mean, so some of the emotional things I thought were clunky, but Will, I I, I one give the kid a fucking new haircut <laughs> looking like Lloyd Christmas fucking <laughs> looks like a Chucky doll I know and I uh, thought his storyline about uh his friends separating from him and not being as close as they were when they were kids I thought they did that away yeah. with that in the third season no bring it back they brought it back bring again. it back and now it's like oh it's not enough that they're friends now he's in love with Mike mm -hmm. it's like okay we're we're already doing like a a uh uh repressed gay love story with robin's character so now we're doing a little bit i mean it's it's different enough to where robin is i think more secure intersexual she understands it mm -hmm. to where i don't think will does or if he does he's somewhat afraid of it robin i don't think is more i don't think she's afraid of it as much as that she just doesn't want to be rejected yeah um just well, like any other will. teenager um but with wills i i i don't i don't want to see any more of that storyline because you already had the scene with him and his brother and his brother pretty much saying hey there's nothing right that's going to make me stop loving you right they knew they both knew what they were talking about mm -hmm. and i think that put it to bed um i think in the next season it'll probably be will coming out to his friends or something that his yeah. friends will be like oh yeah it's fine right and then so that'll be will's big thing that he's worrying about in season five well my brother accepts me but my will my friends and i don't i don't think it adds anything to his character because other than that he cries a lot in scenes and that's a, that that's it like he's I, I would like for his character to do something sexuality is not a character it's not interesting it's not a fucking character <laughs> it's not like oh describe the character well i'm gay okay 
Anything else on it? Like, this I mean, is there, I mean, there's yeah. more to you. I mean, I, 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 I feel well, like he hasn't done anything. I mean, he was kidnapped in season one um, yeah. to where you really didn't see much. He was hiding out. Mm-hmm. Uh, season two, he had the neck tingles. He didn't. I mean, that that was probably the most involved he's been. So maybe season five will be a little bit better because now he has the neck tingles back at the mm-hmm. end of season four. Season three, he was just whining because none of his friends wanted to hang out with him. They're all chasing girls. Um, and then the season he was just crying the whole time, the whole time because he painted a picture and no one wanted to look at it. Um, but the, I mean, I get, I mean, I don't know. I guess listeners, I mean, if you're, if you were, uh, if you're gay and you grew up in the eighties or you, you, I mean, if you identified with Will, I mean, let us know. I mean, I'm sure some viewers Mm -hmm. did or probably could draw some parallels to that. But the point of the, is he doesn't, do anything like give the kids something to do mm-hmm. and have an effect on the story or something yeah. i mean i just i feel like he just drags the whole group down to where dude you're fucking depressing all the fucking time like what what do you want are yeah. you happy now like what what's yeah. the problem and to where everyone's dealing with like trying to save each other's lives or try to stop the end of the world. And Will's crying because, uh, I, I don't even know why. I mean, it's, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, I agree. And it, it didn't towards the, at the end of the season when, uh, Will finally, you know, they all, they're all reunited and it's like, so good to see you. Will. I'm like, really? You're happy to see Will. <laughs> He's yeah. such a downer. Yeah. And all that, he does is cry. He yeah. cries and he complains and, you always feel like you got to like, it's like the Debbie Downer skit from SNL exactly, to where, Oh, exactly. feline AIDS is going up 8%. <laughs> but, and, and maybe that's it. He's just a passive character yeah. to where he doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you have, I mean, everyone kind of has their own shtick a little bit, but they're different enough to where they, they all take action one way or another. Um, and they all have different motivations. I don't know what the hell Will's motivation is. I know Jonathan's motivation is to protect Will. Yeah. I mean, that's his real only motivation. Um, but I mean, I, I just think he's too passive. They need to give him something to do to make him. I, don't, I, I just don't think he's that interesting. But, no, I don't either. Um, listeners, if you think he's interesting or you guys have a different take, let us know. But I mean, I don't. I don't know. I just, I just don't see it. Maybe just because I can't relate to him um, mm-hmm. from when he was a kid, but <clears throat> I, I, I don't know. Um, again, like you said, in season three, I thought they already addressed his I thought they did. friends kind of moving drifting away, apart. drifting apart. And, and I thought that was fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Everyone goes to that. He still wanted to, I mean, he still wanted to play, mm-hmm. still wanted to do yeah. things. and Didn't want to let go of his childhood. Yeah. Childish things or whatever, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I hope they do something different with Will season five release, <clears throat> make him more confident or something. something. And maybe that's a payoff that they're building up to season five. But get to the fucking point of it. I mean, yeah. it's it's like Will and Jonathan. I I could deal like. Mm, I I like Joyce. <laughs> I mean, Joyce is like the the MVP of that family. Oh, for sure. Um, because actually, I don't think she's ever been wrong about anything. Nothing I can think of. No. 
she's usually correct in whatever yeah. <laughs> she yeah. says. But um, maybe maybe that's why it's so frustrating and annoying is because his friends and his family that uh, he surrounded himself with would have no problem with him being gay. Mm -hmm. No problem. So why 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 is it so dramatic and just you're just it's everything is like a it's just a a dramatic, you know, piece of. Not it it goes to the the point of just uh, uh, it's creating false conflict. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, again, they may be just alluding know. to something that I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, Jonathan and Will both, I can, I, I could do with less with. I, <laughs> Jonathan looks like he's fucking forty five. I does. don't know what that guy is he's doing. He's constantly sleepy. Jesus. Um, <laughs> he just woke up. He like showed up in episode one. And I was like, it's fucking. <laughs> he's he's eighty. <laughs> he's he's thinking about applying for his AARP card. He's <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. But uh, I thought I thought Nancy and Robin together. I kind of like that dynamic. I, I yeah, like how good. they pair up different characters in the show. Yeah. Um, just to kind of see what they would do in a room. And yeah, um, I like those two. I like uh, I thought, yeah, Nancy was good. Robin, I, I liked. Um, I really thought Steve was going to die. They it built him up because he's such a he's such a good guy now. Mm-hmm. I thought they were going to build it up to. You know he's rekind. He loves Nancy still, and they're they're. I thought they were building it up to where, you know, because Jonathan's still a nice guy. You mm-hmm. don't want to see Jonathan get fucked over by any, any stretch of the imagination. I, mean, I don't think Nancy would want to do that either. So I thought the emotional beat would definitely hit to where uh, Steve's just a great guy, mm-hmm. and there's gonna be a situation the upside down where Nancy's gonna be in trouble. He's gonna have to save her, and he sacrifices himself, and that didn't happen. I for sure, I for sure thought that was gonna happen. I, uh. I thought someone was going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know who. I didn't think they were going to kill off Steve. Steve is Steve and Dustin. I think are the most popular characters. Mm-hmm. Um, if they kill him off, it, I I don't see it being until at the end of season five. Yeah. But um, if they do, I think he would sacrifice himself for Dustin. Yeah, um, he would. As far as anybody, like I I feel like that would be a situation to where uh, he would throw himself in the middle. Um, the do you want uh do you want Steve and Nancy to get back together? Not really. Yeah. No. I don't either. I liked no. the conversation they had when mm-hmm. Steve said he's like, "You know, I I've I've grown." Yeah. Because when I lost you, I realized, "Oh, I need to to change some things." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "I wish I would have found that out with somebody else before I met you." But th- that's them some breaks or whatever. And yeah. and I like that to where he was adult enough to realize that uh, there was aspects about himself that he needed to change. Um, and I think they'll probably have him with somebody else, I think, next season. Yeah, they'll something. probably introduce somebody else. The um, Because, I mean, I don't like Jonathan and Nancy together at all. I don't like Jonathan with anybody. Just It's like, you don't like Jonathan. <laughs> just kind of a weirdo. Like, <laughs> he is a little bit. The, uh, you know, there are a couple in real life. Are they? Yeah, Nancy and Jonathan are. And he's and, he's and like that's the chemistry they have. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're both introverts in real life. Yeah. They're both really shy. No, I can see that. Yeah. The uh but I uh yeah, I don't want Steve and Nancy to end up together. I think Steve is I think is Steve is at a point to where he realizes that's 
it was a high school relationship. I learned from it, but yeah, move on. Time kind to of move thing. on. Um, I think they nodded to that at the end of that last episode where Jonathan and Nancy were like hugging it out, and then then Steve walks mm-hmm. by them and kind of just just kind of like gives like a yeah a, a acknowledging gesture and like yep. yeah that's it's time to move on kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah um, but yeah I like how they handled that um, Steve's great yeah I've never seen a character best mother in Hawkins go from just you hate him to now mm-hmm. you you just love the guy especially after se- even after season one you kind of liked him mm-hmm. a lot yeah yeah because he came in with his bat that's one thing I was hoping for the season I was because I told Christy I was like I want to you want to see the bat? I want to see Steve's bat. <laughs> like that, I imagine that's on his wall somewhere. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's like the chainsaw from uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead, man. Yeah. The uh, um, Ash, Ash's weapon of choice. Uh, Eleven's storyline. What'd you think? I thought it was good. Yeah, it gave her uh, definitely more depth. But the thing is, the the thing about giving her more depth is in season two when they introduced like her ragtag group of other psychokinetic ability people. Well, it's just the one. It was the eight. Yeah, but there's more. There's more out there. You get the impression that there was more out there. True. Yeah. That's kind of like. Yeah, they put that to bed yeah. because I think some people were like, oh, how many others out there? Oh, none, because we'll just kill them all right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I like that. Do you think they'll bring back eight? I don't know. I. Maybe she'll make, nah, maybe, probably. Maybe I, they'll make an appearance. I doubt they will, but if they did, I think it would be fine because I think her ability was... Make you see something that's not actually happening. Which I think would be extremely useful if you're oh, fighting God, yeah. somebody like Vecna. Yeah. Um. Oh, back to your comment on Argyle, not mm-hmm. going back to California. If you knew someone with psychokinetic abilities, would you want to go back or would you want to be as close as possible to her to like protect you? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going back to California. I'm staying here in Hawkins. This uh, chick is a fucking superhero. I would change my personality because if he's ever <laughs> seen any movie, it's always the comic relief that's going to die. That's true. Um, it's true. But I guess you would have to be funny to be the comic relief. Say, he's so, not funny. Yeah. But um, but I liked I liked Eleven storyline. Yeah, I liked the background that they gave. Um, I liked how it wasn't super easy for her to get her powers yeah, back. That was good. Um, and you're like, oh, you didn't think it was going to be that easy, did you? And I was like, I was like, hopefully Disney is watching this. This is how you do a training scene, people. Exactly. Granted, they have a TV show to blow it out, but I mean, yeah, yeah, fucking, <laughs> but yeah, that's, I mean, that's how you build a, yeah. a you make it challenging. You, I mean, L's not overpowered. Yep. Now, eventually, I think in season five, I think she's going to be flying. Or yeah. she's going to be able to get that ability to fly. They made a couple of references to where I think Papa, like Matthew Modine's character, uh, said like, "Oh, you can you can walk and run right now. I want you to fly." Like, I obviously he was speaking metaphor. Same thing with Mike when he was speaking with Elle when she was piggybacking into Max's head. He said, "You can move mountains. You can fly." Um, that was the second thing to where I think that's probably oh, going to yeah. be like a her grand powers that she's going to be able to fly. She's going to be Neo. Yeah. For sure. Yep. She's going to be the one. Yep. And uh, so I think Flying she will be more powerful. Um, I I hope it's just not two people throwing their hands up in the air uh, for the final <laughs> battle or something. Um, but I think uh, I like how she's not overpowered. Like she's 
she just can't do everything and anything. It's like some things are hard. Some mm-hmm. things are, I mean, she can't just, oh, I'll piggyback into the mind right now. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, that's something Disney would do. That's right. Or um, no, she would just get her powers back just because like the first training sequence, like, oh, yeah, she's really good. And I it know. would just be all these characters be- saying how awesome she was. Yep. Um, or have any kind of self-doubt or mm-hmm. anything like that. It would, um, but I, I like how they brought back her powers and it wasn't like immediate or something like that. It yeah, was almost like time. we got to unlock your mind to where make you understand how, and they pretty much retrained her, just had her relive the training sequences to uh, get those powers back, yep. um, which I thought was an interesting way to do it. Yeah. And the, <clears throat> what did you think of the, the first scene of her coping with not having her powers and then kind of, I don't know. I think that scene what the scene was, in the schoolyard when she threw out her hand to try and yeah, I just again I'm not a I'm not a girl so and I know girls can be very catty and mean, but it goes back to our the what we we're talking about with the jock is like I've never seen anyone act that just douchebagish before in my life. I don't know if girls are that mean. That that girl and that the bully for L. My God, she was just mm-hmm. crazy, crazy bitch. Yeah, cruel. <sighs> Of course, it is a story. You got to like. Yeah, amp it I mean. Up a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I mean, I, I'm I a, never met. Really? The like DJ that. at the roller dome is down to bully. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going to put on the song and then the whole the whole crowd in the roller dome is going to be in on it. It's like. Eh. Yeah. And I mean, I, I've seen girls fight. Yeah, but I've never seen. I've never seen an instance to where someone was just picked on relentlessly. Yeah, like that, like yeah. that. Um, probably. And no one. I mean, up just, their hands and saying, uh, "Let's not do this. Like, help her out a little bit." Yeah. Someone have a spine. Oh, and the fucking DJ is <laughs> exactly. like, "Oh yeah, let's yeah, let's go ahead." <laughs> Remix. Gonna, yeah, spin it on the ones and twos. <laughs> I'm gonna watch these uh 15 year olds beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. Um. Yeah, some of that stuff. I'm just like, really? Like, no one's gonna step in yeah. and like kind of stop this. Uh. Her grabbing the roller skate. What'd she do? Grab the roller skate yeah, and smash it. Yeah. That was believable. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, because I mean, you you give you someone reach, enough shit, it's gonna reach boil point. over. Um, but yeah, as far again with the bullies. And, yeah. Um. Yeah, I haven't seen any. I I just haven't. I don't know. Yeah. But um, maybe taking some creative liberties there. Yeah. The I think it was probably our haircut. That did it. Probably. You have something with the haircuts in this sh- in this season. It looked like like mini Joyce or whatever. I was like, who cut her hair? I was oh, like, yeah. what is I, yeah, she Joyce. needs to take them to a place to I she probably does like the kitchen cuts or whatever, mm-hmm. which is fine. Uh, but you need to pick a different style. Yeah. It's a haircuts that's ruining her I children's know. lives. Why did they move to California again? I think a fresh start. Is that what it was? Okay. Or just to get away from it because L didn't have any powers. Yeah. Hopper was gone. Um they thought and, Hopper was dead, that's right. And I think Paul Reiser. Oh, I think it was part of like the witness protection kind of thing, mm. to where that way the government couldn't go after them. Um oh. That's right, because they were they they couldn't find her. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes was the uh when it was early on in the season when the what they weren't FBI, but they were uh, government agents. Mm-hmm. Maybe they were FBI, but they were sitting in the house, like watching oh, yeah, yeah. 
whatever the fuck they were watching, like golf or something yeah, like that. It and it was like two middle aged guys. And I liked how um, <clears throat> all of a sudden the, the military squad goes to attack the house. And one guy, the one guy gets shot immediately and le- later taken hostage and then or interrogated. And then the guy like the, the frumpy guy with the mustache or whatever, who's like taking a nap or whatever, wakes up badass out of nowhere yeah yeah, yeah. and he's just firing rounds like <laughs> taking out people left and right and he still gets shot and he's still doing like yeah uh that scene i thought was really well done like yeah. the kids running through the house and everything and um i was like oh, that's a good little character it's like you think he's a a piece of shit loser like just fat lazy guy and it just turns into a badass but yeah um i like small moments like that but uh <laughs> um yeah any predictions for season five uh, I like your prediction about L her powers elevating a little bit. Cause I think it's going to, cause I don't even know how Vecna's going to get back into the picture. If he's just going to take his physical form again, or if he's going to kind of be uh, kind of like that smoke monster or whatever, where he's kind of just everywhere and he can kind of enter the mind of, he doesn't really need a physical form. He can just kind of, since he's in the, it's a part of the earth's dimension now, mm-hmm. maybe he's a part of, everything that at least that those cracks touch if you're like in that vicinity he can like reach you maybe the uh i'm wondering like i have a i have a couple thoughts like one um i think max is inside vecna Mm. uh, because there was a comment to where after he does whatever he does he absorbs everything and everything or every everyone and everything that that person was Mm -hmm. um so i think either max is in vecna or vecna may possess max and then l has to fight max max or that's how maybe she defeats him or something like that but um and and will's obviously connected somehow he still has a tingly thing yeah so the mind flayer what like he's still connected to that um which why he wasn't connected to it or I guess maybe there wasn't enough gates open or he's too far from the gate. Yeah. Who knows? But he's um, in California. Yeah. The uh <laughs> hopper, I want to see him punch people in the face again. Yeah. I miss that. Oh, he, yeah. Not enough face punching. Yes. Um that's what I love about season one and two is just him punching people. Do in this the face. for me. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what he um, did. But yeah, I uh I don't think I don't think L's gonna die. Um, a lot of people are thinking she is Nah, i don't think so i think that'd be the reason why i think she won't is because it would be too hard on hopper yeah hopper's already lost one daughter him losing point. another one it's it's a shit sandwich for hopper if that happens yeah um and or they talked about uh they made reference to where why is it that I don't know. I just had another thought. Maybe L is able to manipulate time in some way to where it was all just a parallel universe or something like she Mm. reverts everything, which I think would be a cheap way to do it. But the upside down is permanently stuck in 1983, which that could either be explained because that's when Vecna went in and he recreated based on what it was in that point in time, or um, there's some kind of weird time manipulation that is possible to where maybe l11 sets things back to where uh jim has his daughter but 
it's already explained as he got agent orange in vietnam and it not sterilized him but it uh mutated his sperm and semen to where they're they they couldn't have a child without some kind of birth defect or whatever um I don't know where I'm going with that. But anyways, uh, I don't think L's going to die. I think because I think it would be too hard on Hopper. Um, if I, I don't know how they would end it, if they're just going to like just wrap it up and like really put a bow on it. I know they talked about doing a spinoff, mm-hmm. um, which they said would be a thousand like uh, the article came out today. There would be a thousand percent different. So different characters, different right. other stuff. So which if it turned into an anthology which I thought that's what they were going to do with Stranger Things to begin with. I thought the first season was just going to be that, and then they were going to do a different story. But different characters. for Yeah, different characters, or even the same actors, but just different situation, gotcha. uh, similar to like American Horror Story. But Stranger Things would be better than that, because right. American Horror Story... You don't like American Horror Story? Fucking sucks. The first season was great. Yeah, I haven't uh, seen anything out past the first season. Third season, which one was that? Coven? No. The second one was like the asylum. I never saw that one because everyone's like, eh, it's not that good. So I'm, I didn't watch it. Um, the first season I thought was really good. Uh, but yeah, then it just turned into a it was weird fucking gross and weirdness just for the sake of being gross and weird. weird yeah. Um, so I was like, nah, it's not writing. Uh, <laughs> I like your theory, though, on. Maybe you're, you're down, you're onto something there with 11 increasing her powers maybe it gets to i don't i'm not saying this would be the right thing to do but if for some reason vecna ends up killing everybody oh like an in-game situation yeah and and she kind of has to reset it using the upside down dimension like you said it's Mm -hmm. set in 83 she could kind of do a reset her powers she she kills vecna she defeats him she goes to the upside down the same way that Vecna created his world in the upside down Mm -hmm. l can do the way that that she wants it to be kind of resetting everybody at square one again. So it'd be like a Donnie Darko almost situation kind of, where where she doesn't even exist. Maybe mm-hmm. she even sacrifices herself. She doesn't even butterfly like, affect it. And she doesn't even inject herself in their lives anymore. She kind of just does her own thing. Yeah. And then everyone's back to where they were yeah. for better or for worse. But yeah. at least they didn't have to. I, I think if they did that, it would have to get to a point which it very well could to where it'd be a hell of a lot worse off. At their current status than just reverting back to where everything was kind of a thing. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Like it'd have to get so bad to where that would be a better outcome than actually fixing it in that point in time. I think they're starting on the right foot with that. Yeah. With the, uh, basically destroyed Hawkins. Yeah. And if the earth is going to be, yeah, the world's going to end, then you kind of, you kind of, you kind of forced into doing something like that. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I think we're on something there. Maybe. Hopefully they have because a better what, ending. What but. if they end it w- to where, uh, you know, one or two characters dies tragically and then uh, they defeat Vecna and then it's just. Maybe that's how they get the spinoffs into it, like the upside down is, par- is part of Earth, unless unless they for somehow they close up all the cracks and everything and everything kind of just resets itself. Um, But there has to be it's going to be some sort of cataclysmic battle. To mm-hmm. where kind of like Man of Steel, where where fucking buildings are just <laughs> being shot down. Vecna is going to destroy the state of you know Indiana, crush everybody, killing millions of people. It's going to be something epic like that, something crazy. It's going to be a part of the storyline. The government's going to be involved. There's going to be fucking nukes. <laughs> Russia's pointing nukes at America. 
Yeah, there's gonna be some sort of like international uh, storyline where other countries are like, "Oh, there's some shit going on in America. Point your nukes at it. Mm-hmm. You gotta blow it off the face of the earth." Yeah, maybe that's it's gonna just consume the earth. Nuclear war. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I heard it said in the '90s though. Yeah, so I because I looked that up because I I was about ready to call bullshit on that, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, there was some. Uh, they said that there's going to be a time jump. Yeah. So. Because so, I think this one took place in 86. Yeah, so like four years later. So They're in the throes of battling with... So you had season one kind of playing off of um, just classic Spielbergian mm-hmm. kind of child movie or like monster movies yeah. or something like that. You had season two, which um, drew some parallels to... Uh, a little bit of like the lost boys um some of like with the the misfits or whatever in chicago and then you had um some like obviously alien reference with paul riser and yeah. um stuff like that you had part season three which was more like die hard-esque kind of like action movie like yeah. 80s like, a summer like you had terminator references in there you had um stuff like that and then you had um in season four, you have the eighties horror. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think if it is set in nineties, what do you think would be a reference or like what they would it's play gonna be, off of? It's going to be a, a steamy adult romantic thriller. Basic instinct <laughs> yeah. and fatal attraction. That's right. L grabs an ice pick and just Vecna in the chest. That's right. Right. They have a sexual relationship. Get that. She lures him into bed. Buddy cop movie. Yeah. Lethal weapon. That's right. Do that. I don't know. That's a good question. Be splash fucking mermaids <laughs> everywhere <laughs> what, what what were the the, the early 90s tropes there's obviously the adult thrillers and those came out like every weekend at the at, at, in the theaters it was an adult drama adult yeah thriller. um yeah you had like a lot of uh started getting into like the little bit of the law movies you had um but no you, you had uh i guess cocoon was late 80s early mm-hmm. 90s you had um I'm trying to think of the top grossing movies. So like the bat, you know, Batman came out in 89. Batman. So Goodfellas. Yeah. Uh, you had other early nineties. I mean, that that's 94. Uh, I mean, early nineties was weird because you had that Renaissance with independent filmmakers again in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. You had Robert Rodriguez, Richard Linklater, Quentin Tarantino. And they started Kevin popping Smith. out. Kevin Smith. Um, Maybe that maybe that's a it's like a, a slacker or a clerks esque <laughs> thing to where the kids are it's now in their twenties yeah, and yeah. they're just hanging out not doing shit. But I already already feel like uh, yeah. Steve's been doing that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know what though. It's gonna have to be more adult. They're gonna be older, so it won't be really kiddie. I don't think it's gonna be kiddie anymore. They're yeah, all, they're I not mean, gonna be in their twenties. Depends on the the time jump. Like, are they still gonna be in high school or are mm-hmm. they gonna be? Out of high school? Out of high school and in college. Um, I don't think they're going to jump enough to where they're out of college. Um, mm. I mean, because I think they're only like... They're freshmen. 18, 20. Well, in real oh, life. Oh, in real life. So, yeah, it's true. I mean, you can't... It's not like they're going to be 30. Yeah. Um, They're going to they're gonna age them up like Harry Potter. Yeah. Or no, Back to the Future. Just put the old makeup on. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Uncle Joey. Yeah. Didn't make bail again today. <laughs> uh, make parole. Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting what kind of. Uh... I don't even know what uh, I'm trying to think of 
early 90s sci-fi because they're still gonna have sci-fi elements in it obviously yeah you had stargate that was early yeah um maybe maybe that's what they're doing the 90s uh apocalyptic movie good because it could i mean even though i mean they made references to uh even even if it takes place in year 91 they could be drawing references to independence day or yeah. uh armageddon or armageddon deep, deep, deep impact. impact yeah all that like stuff. something kind of massive like that yeah um disaster flick yeah could be it disaster or jurassic flick. park or jurassic park hmm but or think- we're just way off base and it's gonna be <sighs> something so cool we don't even know about it yet yeah but so how would you rank did you like this season more than the first one because obviously I, I i it's a battle between the first season and this one right for what's your favorite I, well i think season three is my favorite oh it's your favorite really? yeah and but season one and four i think are even with this okay um i like season i think season one's better than four in the aspect that the story is more concise yeah but um yeah and i there is at times in season four i thought it was just a little bloated mm-hmm. and they were like they were drawing some things out or trying to make up random shit for characters to do except for will um and so that's why i think it kind of fell short a little bit but season one and four i i say about the same season three is my favorite um just because i feel like it, they learn their mistakes from season two is my least favorite there's aspects of season two that i enjoy uh like bob i like paul riser in it um I like the I don't like L going to Chicago to yeah hang out with people for a weekend or something and um but there's aspects of season 2 that I enjoy. Uh but season 3 I thought was as good. I feel like they learned their lessons from what didn't work from season 2 and season 3 Carrie El- Carrie always um but I mean I I, I felt like him. it was pretty entertaining. It was. Um, I'm not saying it's bad. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, I would say three and then one and four tied and then two. Yep. I would say two is my least favorite. And then then three, then one, then four. Okay. Yep. So four, one, three. Four, one, three, two. Two. Yep. Cool. But I could watch one. One has the uh, advantage of discovering all the mystery behind stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's what makes it very interesting. Yeah. And it's, it could stand by itself. It could, yeah, for <clears> sure. <throat> yeah. You could literally just, you could just watch that. And mm-hmm. like you said, if they did the like Santa Clarita diet, they Santa Clarita dieted stranger things and they just stopped it. It would, I wouldn't regret watching season one if there was no continuation of it. Correct. Yeah. I think, and because I remember when I, we watched it, we, when we watched the first season, it was based off a recommendation of a couple of our friends. And we're like, oh, no, we haven't seen it. I'm like, oh, you, you like it. It's like old Spielberg things. And we watched it. And I was like, huh. They're like, yeah, that's pretty cool. And then Chris was like, oh, are they going to do a second season? I'm like, I don't know. If they didn't, it's still a good. No, oh, yeah. I was like, that would be a great limited series. And, oh, yeah. Or if they just did a different story in the next season. Just mm-hmm. had like, a, um, instead of episodic Twilight Zone amazing stories stuff it would be season long stuff yeah but um i'm excited for the the finale though yeah i'm excited for it i'm gonna be sad when it ends because i don't think there's gonna be i enjoy watching the boys but i don't get i don't get amped up for it it's not like something that i'm like ooh, like 
what Can't happens next. Yeah. Um, because with Stranger Things, at least, there's no there's no other medium with it. It's not based on a book. It's not based on a comic uh, graphic novel or anything. It's, true. it's, um, it's a, an original thing. Um, and yeah, it'll be sad when it ends. You're going to cut your Netflix subscription the uh, day after? Yep, day after. <laughs> Count the fucking days, Reed Hastings. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. it is. That's all right. By then, it'll be ad supported, so you're gonna have to suffer through ads yeah, the, when you're the, watching Stranger Things season five. I will not. I will pirate it. Oh, you know you're going to. <laughs> God, if I have to watch another ad on Pfizer, <laughs> getting my fifth booster, I'm gonna kill somebody. What? Why does it keep showing me this Viagra ads? <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'll be I'll be sad when it ends, but uh. Just because, yeah, it's a, it's great. It's one of the few things I look forward to mm-hmm. as far as entertainment wise. Um, I mean, but because uh, there's not a lot of movies that because at least this show has somewhat has stakes mm-hmm. with it. And it's not. Yeah, I'm thinking of uh, TV shows that are coming out that are everyone's hyped up about that. I'm just not interested in at all like mm-hmm. the new House of the Dragon. Oh, yeah. I am not. I could care less. It's you're setting up new characters that are 300 years before the characters that you know and love. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Oh, this is the great, 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 great grandfather of Daenerys. Like, okay. That's like four, four greats away from like one of the characters I liked. Why do I, why do I care? Yeah. That and it's, um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not that balls deep in the lore either right. because right. I, I haven't read the books. I'm not going to until they're all finished. Well, the books aren't about what that show's about. Oh, exactly. So, well, so, but I mean, but I haven't even read the books to where I'm sure there's stuff in the books to where is, I'm sure it. they're referencing one character in one sentence of book four or something right. like that. And um, you're creating a series off of Easter eggs, something. Yeah. And I'm not that deep into it just yeah. because I won't read the books until they're all written. Um, oh, they're never going to be all written. I'm never going <laughs> to read the books because I don't want to spend time reading six books or however many there and are. Not finished. And then they're not finished and he dies. Because he's too busy writing spinoffs for HBO or whatever. Um, he ate too many ham sandwiches. I, I'd just be, I'd, I'd be so pissed. I'd be so fucking pissed. So I'm not even going to do it until they're all written. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Like the, the Lord of the Rings. I love watching Lord of the Rings. I oh, love yeah. The Hobbit. Um, I, I what is it? The the Rings of Power or something is what it's called. I think it's, it takes it place. takes place like 3,000 years before the events of Frodo. And it's based off material of like footnotes and appendices. Yeah, uh, I'm not interested in that. I really don't care. Yeah, and and again, I'm not that <laughs> balls deep in the lore no, of Lord of the Rings to where it's I. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm not gonna watch them when they start airing. Uh, maybe I'll watch the first episode or something. But uh-huh. if they don't have a character that is interesting that you root for yeah then i mean if i don't if the characters are just bland and like oh we're I don't that know. was one good thing i mean because I, I didn't read game of thrones at all when i first started watching that show mm-hmm. but man that you immediately rooted for ned mm-hmm. right away you loved him john snow right away just the devious behavior of everybody or every character was interesting it was mm-hmm. just and I know the new Lord of the Rings is not going to be like that. And our House of the Dragon, it's just not going to be like that. 
I'm just, I'm gonna be wanting it to be like uh, Game of Thrones, and it's just it just isn't. It's and the creators of the show are probably gonna be wanting it to be like Game yes. of Thrones, so it'll yeah. just be it'll just come off as a uh, poor imitation. Yeah, and that's what that's what I think Lord of the Rings is gonna suffer from. Is they're they're gonna try to imitate the success of Game of Thrones. That's why they bought that property to make mm-hmm. a Game of Thrones like show, because everyone's chasing that. What's that game? Chasing the dragon? Literally. Yeah. Literally, they're chasing the Game of Thrones dragon, trying to get that um atmosphere, that uh buzz. That's the last show that that you can remember, right? Of just everybody watching it at the same time and talking about it the yep. next day. Yeah, it was Game of Thrones. Before that, it was Breaking Bad. Before oh, yeah. that, it was uh by the Sopranos or yeah. but um but yeah, I mean and if the pass isn't any indicator, which it's not. But if it is, the best episodes of Game of Thrones were episode or seasons, I think one through four, oh, one yeah. through five. Like as soon as they ran out of books and they were going off R.R. Martin's outline, outline, you could see the decline in quality. Yeah, it um it was very much night and day, and this whole story is off outlines from. Oh yeah. So at that point, it's like, hmm, like, really? Like, other than that name. Yeah, you're he's not building the characters. Somebody else is. Yeah, which is that's a that's a problem. But that's not good. Characters aren't fleshed out yet. Somebody else is fleshing them out. It's, it's not George R. R. Martin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's not a lot of. Uh, and it's yeah, not J.R. or Tolkien fleshing it out. No. Mm. I do want to watch the terminal list. It's probably the next thing I'll watch. It's on Amazon with Chris Pratt. Is that a show? It's a show. I'm just interested. I'm, I didn't know Chris Pratt did a, a, sh- a TV show. So I'll probably watch that. Give it a shot. See what it's like. Let me know. Cause yeah. it looks very generic. Yeah. Action stuff. There's nothing to else me. to watch though. Stranger, <clears throat> Stranger Things is done. Yeah. I don't know. I think I'm going to watch the expanse after Stranger Things. Okay. Um, well now that Stranger Things is done because that's been on my list for a while. I watched the first four episodes. I liked it. Then I got distracted. Yeah. So I think that'll probably be the next thing I dive into. I wish they would do another Jack Ryan. I really like. They are. Jonathan. They're. Uh, oh, God, I hope it comes out soon. Well, they're coming out with, I believe, season four. I think they're coming out with season four, and that's going to be the last one. Man. But that's a good show. Yeah, Jack Ryan's a good show. Reacher. Uh, I haven't even. Sh- I haven't even tried that yet. It's good. Yeah, watch Reacher. Uh, each season is based on a book. Okay. So cool. so they got source material. Yeah. And my dad's a Jack Reacher fan. He mm-hmm. reads the books and he said the next season should be good because the book that whatever it's based off of. He's yeah. like he's like, Oh, it's probably one of my favorite books is that cool. they're doing for the next season. So um but yeah, Reacher's good. Um Yeah, Netflix is gonna have to step it up. I, I, I can't think of anything else that they're putting out that I'm looking forward to. I hope they have nothing else and they're like, Fuck, what do people want? Oh, more Santa Clarita diet? <laughs> yes please it's gonna revive that there you go <laughs> just start reviving the shit that they canceled yeah um maybe that was their game plan all along We're like all right let's cut it we'll come back to it which yeah. is not no one thinks that far ahead yeah um yeah. but uh but yeah i mean even though those shows are good yeah there's nothing that's that nothing. i'm like i yeah. used to be that way with star wars nope um used to be i think that was the last franchise because i tried to get into harry potter after uh episode three in star wars and i watched the first i think i fell asleep in the fourth one harry potter yeah 
So after after episode three came out, I was in college and I was looking for another franchise because I thought that was the end of Star Wars. Oh, episode three. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. Uh, Revenge of the Sith. Gotcha. So after that ended, I was looking for another franchise. I was like, I need something to look forward to uh-huh. or to get invested in. And my roommate at the time, he's like, oh, have you seen the Harry Potters? And I was like, I think I saw the first one. And he's like, well, they're pretty good. And I think there was like four or five out at the time or the fifth one was about ready to come out. Right. And um, he's like, yeah, you could try watching that. And so we just sat and watched one, two, three, which I enjoyed. And then I fell asleep in part four. And then I never went to the theater to see part five. Gotcha. Um, and I didn't watch it again until uh, your sister and I went on a date and one of the like we went and saw the very last Harry Potter movie. Right. And um, I had to give her, she had to give me like a Background summary of, I was like, okay. I was like, I remember this and this. I was like, what happened? She explaining everything. Then we went and saw the second part of Deathly Hollows, And I was like, so sadly I, that movie Missed made me out. want to go back and watch, watch him again um, and watch the other ones for the first time through. Um, but yeah, since since Star Wars, there's nothing. I was excited when Force Awakens came out. I was excited leading up to the Last Jedi. Fucking thing. <laughs> the uh, um, but after Last Jedi, that killed Star Wars for me. Yeah. Um, Mandalorian's fine, but I don't. It's not like a new. I, like I gotta see it. I, I just, know. <laughs> I, I, I don't have that feeling. Yeah. Except for Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, sadly but even the marvel movies uh used to be i used to like them i mean i I still like them they're enjoyable they're but it's not i mean there's so much fucking shit out now that it's like i think there's no stakes there's no what's the fucking point they blew their load on endgame i thought it ended perfectly with that Mm -hmm. they could have just stopped but uh, i mean i get it yeah it's like it's like you keep going after you climax and you're just you're like you just you're drawing it out for the other person, like hoping, like, no, are they I I don't want that that was quick. We I don't want to be rude. Well, yeah, we gotta <laughs> can't slam bam, so we gotta But You know um, you know what uh, Marvel fans love about Marvel movies? It's the next Marvel movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's always gonna be the best Marvel movie. The next one's always gonna be better than the last one. The uh but yeah, and that's that's a perfect example of no stakes to yep. where I think and that I think that's what made me kind of jaded on movies because that's the only thing that's been out for a while is marvel movies and it's just like no no one no one's gonna die Mm -hmm. because you know how long their contract is for so there's like no surprise there's no nothing Mm -hmm. and maybe that's maybe that's the issue is just not looking into it yeah that um because people at work will be like well i wonder if wonder if so-and-so is going to be in the next one yeah dummy they're contracted for three more movies that's right they're going to be in it like fucking Read Variety or read the rap. <laughs> read the, the Hollywood, Hollywood Reporter. Reporter. Please read it. Subscribe. Get your head out of your ass. Yeah. They're going to be in the next one. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. But. Cool. But we're going to go see Love and Thunder. Yep. Yeah. That's uh, that's what we'll be talking about next time. That's so, right. So uh, we will be <laughs> having after just shitting yeah, on Marvel. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, next episode, we're going to talk about Love and Thunder, uh, which I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um it's i just like taika watiti i like him yeah i mean i'm interested to see what he puts out hunt for the wilder people i thought was great great um what we what do, we in, do the in the shadows is hilarious fantastic the um in yep. ragnarok was the most entertaining thor movie so yeah. i'm looking forward to see uh 
Oh, Jojo Rabbit was great. Did you like that movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah very good. Yeah, very good. Um, the So I'm looking forward to see what they what they do with that and yep. the the chemistry between Chris Pratt and uh, Chris Hemsworth, I think, is good. Like, yeah. those two on screen together is pretty good. So, um, yeah, I think it'll be a fun movie. It's not going to change my life. If it does, then there's some fucking... It's got to be better than Jurassic World. Uh, That's the bar for me see I haven't, I haven't seen that yet i'm 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 saving that for a special occasion well, right before you kill yourself yeah <laughs> that's gonna be the, the <laughs> final straw is uh yeah is that right before i hang myself oh, I'm, gonna well, watch... I'm not i'm not sure <laughs> yeah. i got a lot to live for let's look at this nope fucking never mind um, life sucks but yeah uh next week we'll talk about thor love and thunder uh let us know what you thought about uh stranger things volume four um, yeah someone my, besides mark s comment yeah and uh yeah let us know do you rank season four up there i mean is it high is it low um what, what were the what'd you like what'd you hate let us know yeah um do know, you disagree with us i know some people that didn't like it what why didn't like it yeah there's no reason not to like it yep there's i mean it had some yeah there's no I, reason not to like it. there's no excuse right so well i think prove the, us wrong the, yeah the people that i talked to that didn't like it they're just not into sci-fi so it's not oh they're dumb <laughs> yeah they're dumb <laughs> they're, they're stupid they, they just don't get it they, matt they, they just, just didn't get it. get it i mean i mean obviously <laughs> they didn't get it so i don't get it <laughs> i don't get it oh huh <laughs> so but yeah next week thor 11 thunder uh, let us know what you thought about Stranger Things. Um, what do you think is going to happen season five? Um, let us know or email us. I'm fucking bored most of the week. Just humor me. Jesus. <laughs> fucking pathetic. So Join us next week. We will. Yeah. Next week. New episode. Probably Tuesday-ish. Yep. So. Love and Thunder. Yep. Love and Thunder. And uh, we'll let you know our thoughts. So. Keep it real. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Anything else? Till next time, Jeff. Yeah.